0: Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and Preview Railway Stakes Day. We're recording from the Raffles Hotel, very picturesque setting we have here. Um, We're recording the 1-1, your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 1pm on Thursday, the 19th of October. We're racing at Northam today. Terry's actually got a runner. Um,
1: a bit a bit of live feed as yeah. it goes through.
0: Good luck, Terry. Hit me pull the whip. Thanks, PJ. And um, we're about to work through opening day of the Masters at Ascot on Saturday. Of course, the Esperance season gets underway on Saturday as well, while the weekend finishes with a thumping 10-race program at Bunbury on Sunday.
1: Uh, we have competitions galore, so stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind, Market City Meets, Get Out Stakes, and the Get Summer Ready with Betfair competitions. Plenty going on,
0: isn't there? Plenty, it's all happening. Don't forget, we'll be announcing the winner of the Market City Meets Group 1 Meat Package promotion on Twitter. On Friday night, and not saying who, but one member of this mm. is is uh, is um is a big chance of uh, of claiming it after his Get Out Stakes victory a couple of weeks ago. Cripper. S-
1: speaking about that one member, we're giving away more than um, more than Crips Racing does on a on a weekly basis, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> incredible?
0: So, uh, just quickly, we'll, we'll wrap a few things up in a bow. If you'd like to read my pre markets preview, the leg up, jump on to bestbets.com.au dot and or the Oz Race website leg up's been out since 7am this morning there'll be no wild west this week but still plenty of elite racing content available on the betfair hub betfair.com.au also make sure you're up to date with betfair's new mobile app available for ios and android users be sure to sharpen your edge with the latest from betfair
1: Uh, Also, The One One is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Railway Stakes Day,
0: men. Let's get cracking. All right, so it's usually this time of the episode, Terry, where we discuss weather, track, rail, all that sort of stuff, and uh, bang on for about five or six minutes. But instead of listening to us, let's go straight to the source, the man himself, Perth Racing's Track Manager, Chris Nation. Chris, welcome back to
1: the 1-1. How are you, gentlemen? Good, Chris. Good to have you on again. It's, uh, last time I saw you was uh, after a couple of trophies in the, uh, the Rock Magic Room.
2: Yeah, nothing beats it. Nothing beats it. you got to sneak in there every now and then. <laughs> sneak in there. You haven't left there, have you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't give too many tips away. <laughs>
1: Oh, we're joined by uh, by Pete and Crip uh, as well, and I know they're very interested on in how the uh, the track has pulled up from last week. So, how's uh, how's the surface? Are we uh, are we all good?
2: Yeah, look, we did we pulled a couple of good strings. Um, probably uh, late last week, I was getting a bit of a bag and about not being in true, and probably having a nine meter position uh, has helped with that real heavy you know heavy day because obviously they run a couple of meters off it and tend to get further off it as the day goes on. So. Um, it has worked a treat for us because they've obviously got out onto the 13, 14, 15-metre pads uh, instead of being in the true and creeping out over the pads that we're going to use for our Group 1. So, look, there is there is goodness in what's going on and um, we're actually really surprised with how well it's actually recovered and the 9-metre pad actually is not in as bad condition as probably the 15 and 16-metre and, and, uh, pads. Okay, so what's the uh,
1: what's the hot lane going to be
2: on um, <laughs> on uh, on Saturday? Yeah, well, look, this is exactly why I go to this three meter position. So try and take a bit of pressure off myself, and it also helps me next week. I either go to five or six, depending on on how it pulls up. Uh, I just think that the, the you know between the three and and, and six meter are the best uh, pads, and obviously in the staying races like the eighteen hundreds, the best horses seem to get their chance. So a bias doesn't play a part as much. So um, look. I think it should play quite quite fairly. My only worry uh, is obviously the nine-metre pad uh, on the home turn as you're straightening. So about the, between the 400 and the 350, I'll just do a lot of work there to make sure that uh, the horses that are going to be trying a swoop and come onto that pad um, have the best chance and are on the same ground as the ones on the inside. Once they straighten, as you know, the wear is quite even over the whole track. So. Uh, It's mainly between that when they start to move between the four and the and the and the the straightening. So, I'll do a bit of work there in the next couple of days to make sure she's good, and I can't see it being a problem.
3: Beauty. I mean, Mm. traditionally the three metre position plays very even. Um, Can you explain for some of the punters at home exactly why you think that might be? Is it the actual natural shape of the camber, so to speak?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think what I think the, the, the couple of things that occur. Obviously, the inside pad. Is different, uh, is different soil underneath. I think they've added to the inside at some stage in the past. Um, but obviously the wider you get out, uh, the less sharp the turn is. And I find on that inside pad that a horse can kick off the turn and, uh, and just put a length or two on and it'd be quite hard to run down in a short straight. So the wider you get out, obviously the horses aren't having to turn as tight to get around it. So they can, um, you know, keep them a little bit more balanced and, uh, and, and have a little bit more of a chance of getting at the, at the leaders. So, uh, I think, you know, between the three and the six, obviously once you get wider and wider, it's obviously the arc becomes bigger and it can go the opposite way. So it just seems to be the right part on the track that they can, you know, it evens it right out.
0: So, Chris, just quickly back on last Saturday before we yep. move forward into this week, what what was it like on the day in the lead-up? Like, How much rain did, did Ascot actually cop? And, mm-hmm. and is that is that the, I guess, the... I guess the wettest day you've you've experienced since you've been over in in West Australia on on a race course.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I've had weather like that. I have not actually had weather like this whole season, this summer season, since I've uh, since I've been here. It's really queer. But obviously, uh, on a race day, it's definitely. We got 15 new mil- mils during the day, and we had 13 mils, which is unnormal because the rest of it, if, if you go and look at what the weather said that we'd received around, it said we'd receive four or five. But it must have just dumped it on Ascot the morning before and. I actually walked the track, and I was surprised how well it walked, but down the back straight is the worst spot, because uh, you've got the tree line down there, and the river down there, and it just seems to hold a little bit more moisture, so you always can, uh, the track seems to uh, run a rating worse down the back than it does in the front, which is, you know, for instance, yesterday, I thought they were genuinely probably on a good four, except for about, you know, a couple of hundred metres down the back straight, so, um, you know, you've got to rate the track on the worst part, but... Um, yeah, it was a, 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 a horrific day, and as I said, the days like that, the jockeys deserve all the credit because uh, I wouldn't want to be out there in it, and, and they're the ones out there.
1: How far back did the cutaway go in yesterday? It was 16 metres back to the 13, 14? Yeah,
2: 13. You, you, look, it's yeah. got to be a three-metre cutaway. That's the rule, three so, meter, okay. which it does affect me at times, and, and I sometimes I'd, I'd rather it be two metres, but it is what it is.
1: Yeah, because it was not- noticeably played um, played wider, better yep. yesterday, and the and the cutaway was definitely a little bit off. So perhaps we can expect that going forward um, on Saturday, the horses are making sustained longer runs, and deeper runs may um, may find the inferior going. But uh, yeah, I often find that. Uh Trying to guess and trying to
2: uh, put that into play uh, can be a negative
1: towards our form.
2: Yeah, look, I I actually, uh, and look, next week's going to be the bigger question. I don't think, and I've watched the last couple of railways uh, on this three-metre pad. If you watch the racing, they they probably only use about 10 metres of the track, sometimes 12 metres of the track. So they'll actually probably be inside all that muck or, you know, all the stuff that mm-hmm. they would think would be the last week's problem. Um, you it's, issues...
1: it's a pretty ordinary ride if they go any wider than that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But uh, I just think that, that's the way they ride these group eight days, That They do seem to ride more competitively tighter. So uh, it does help me that way. So next week's probably going to be more of the, uh, you know, we're going to have to look at it, you know, middle of next week because I think it will be recovered by them because it's just starting to jump out the ground. But when you come out to six metres, you, you're then only three and four metres away from, from that used pad, so I think this week is is probably a, a benefit that we're so far in, but next week may be uh, more of an issue.
0: Now, Chris, we've got a nice sort of Perth spring day, I suppose today. What have we got scheduled for tomorrow, and what what can the punters expect on Saturday weather-wise?
2: Yeah, it's it's queer. We uh, this time last year we nearly lost the meeting on Saturday; without had all the rain, and, and this week was full of weather between thirty-five and forty degrees, and. We haven't had it this year. Actually, this time, this night last year, I was out here watering the one o'clock in the morning, which I won't be doing tonight. So, uh, look, we, I think it's twenty-seven tomorrow, twenty-seven tomorrow, and twenty-nine Saturday. Um, I, I'll, I'm giving a little drink today, uh, and then uh, because of where the rail position is, I'll, I'll turn the sprinklers off. And I think it'll have enough into it, enough moisture in it to get us through to Saturday. I may have to if tomorrow does get quite hot. I'll have to give a little top up. With probably two or three mil um, late Friday night, if I have to, but I'm hoping not to, just because of uh, where that rail position is. But I expect it to be a really nice day, and uh, I haven't checked the wind, but I think, um, yeah, I think I think the track will be nice and have plenty of giving it for the horses on Saturday. All
1: right, well, we better uh, we better get on with the uh, the rest of the card, and we better try and uh, tip some winners for our listeners. But before we go, we better uh, we better get a railway tip from you, Chris. Who's going to win?
2: Oh, look, I, I think uh, I. I <laughs> Look, I think inspirational girls, are, you know, and, and the names are probably the, the tipper that, that everyone wants. But I actually, I, I think the Eastern State Raider, Galo Chop, he's gone unnoticed. He's, he's been hiding Galo down Chop. there. Chop, yeah. He started
1: drinking in the Jimmy <laughs> Bar really early, <laughs> haven't
2: nah. he? There, you go. watch his run last year. Don't be, uh, yeah. Don't be surprised like if he, he leads him a merry stray in front, and they can't run him down. The only the thing of these races, if you get too far back, you can get in the muck, and you've got to have plenty of luck to get through. So. You know, just
4: the way you talking, you're almost telling us it's going to be a bit on pace. i <laughs> music, music to
0: my ears. I love that. <laughs> Crippers <Cooper's laughs> up and about. <laughs> hey, Chris, we, um, we really appreciate all the effort that you you and your team goes to uh, to produce Ascot uh, as well as you do, especially considering the the week that we've had. So we're all looking forward to getting out there on Saturday for a fair track and may the best horse win.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're 100% right, BJ. So, Huge shout-out to my boys. They, these weeks, I know there's their grand finals, but they put in week in, week out in the middle of winter when it's really wet and horrific, when you don't want to be out there. They're out there doing it. So, you know, they deserve all the credit. I, I suppose I get the name, but they're the boys behind me. Without them, I'd be nothing. So, yeah, I do appreciate their credit.
1: Brilliant, Chris. Well, thanks, thanks for boys. coming on, mate. And uh, hopefully we'll see you for a, uh, a drink late, <laughs> on, uh, late on Saturday.
2: I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, boys. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> see, <laughs> mate.
1: Thanks, Chris.
0: Yeah, thanks again to Chris Nation for joining us here on the 1-1, just giving us a real in-depth uh, analysis into the Ascot track and the weather coming up and how he how he plans to manage things uh, leading into grand final day, railway stakes day on Saturday. So we should, should we get started on race one?
1: Let's do it. All right,
0: race one. Boys, it's the Tourism WA Trophy, 1200 metres, six-horse field to kick things off, rating 72.0 plus brigade uh it does look a beautiful welcome home present for the wizard sir william pike back out of quarantine in time for railway stakes day and he's uh he's on board the very short priced long beach um looks a nice nice setup for this horse six horse field should just be able to camp off the speed and in typical pike fashion bring uh what's he about even money this horse now long
1: beach yeah, around about that quote, B.J. Yeah, bring, um, bring
0: Long Beach with a uh, with a swooping swooping run. He's got uh, some some jets, Long Beach. He's got some form around Elite Street, one of the favourites for the winter bottom, and and Labour Rod, who's uh, favourite or joint favourite for the Carbine Club later in the day. Nice horse reunited with Pike. Uh, is there anything else that can trouble him, fellas? Yeah, well,
1: I actually haven't marked him favourite, so I've I've probably gone a little bit off kilter here. Just just started. I've uh, just been, obviously, drinking with Chris Nation this morning. But um, oh, I think Boomtastic can cross and, and find the front. And I think from there, Boomtastic could be really hard to beat with a uh, with Clint Johnson Porter uh, in the saddle. I've been convinced that Long Beach's last three, we obviously know he failed uh, as a $1.60 favourite on that unsuitable track a few back, but he still went poorly. I don't think his last couple have been... They've been good runs, but they haven't been great runs. Um, Pike's going to be three back, one off, and he's going to be coming hard late. But I, I just think if Boomtastic crosses, finds the rail... Um, um, I think you're sort of talking $4.50 to two bucks. I, I think they should be a lot tighter in the market. So I'm going to be um, I'm going to be starting my day, um, hoping um, that it is playing a little bit on pace. grip. Yeah, Terry, I'm with you on the
4: fact that I think uh, Long Beach is definitely beatable. To be honest, probably actually leaning towards the other Simon Miller runner, a Few reservations around her run. Uh yeah, you know, on her on Saturday, her last run was. Too dog bad shit? too bad to be true. Yeah, it was dog, dog shit. shit. <laughs> she hasn't won. She's only won the one race and it was yeah, nearly two years ago. But if you forgive her last run, I reckon her best figures really stack up in a race like this. She's got the inform hoop of WA Brad Parnham on board, maps to either probably settle in the box seat. And I uh, I think that she can give this a really big shake. But yeah, agree with you, Terry. I think Long Beach is beatable and I'd really I want to be on the Simon Miller paired, it, might even be a two-horse player, to take take Pikey down in race one. and Yeah, he just doesn't get home and has it all his own way, hopefully. <laughs> you know?
1: you realise we've got him on the show shortly. Caracapo <laughs> yeah. um, not lead, you think? Uh, maybe. I, I think with the big weight and with uh with the only the fifty four on the back of Boomtastic, I think Simon Miller will instruct Clinton to be um to be really aggressive and, and try and get forward and, and cross. So, uh, he sat outside of Cliffs of Comfort, who he knows very quick, and his other run. He actually found the top before Condor Heroes came and took them on. So mm. I thought both runs were full of merit. I don't think Long Beach was literally was literally was going away from Boomtastic on the line enough last start to suggest it's going to be a, a walk straight past it. And um yeah, I'd be actually really surprised if Boomtastic gets beaten here. Yeah. Okay. What about you,
0: Pete? What are
3: your I'm thoughts? Nicobi. Nicobi. Pretty bullish Nicobi, as well. I Look, I agree. Last start was, I wouldn't say too bad to be true, but it did have a couple of excuses. Lost a bit of momentum behind a tired runner. It seemed to get going again on the line. It was a bit of a bizarre ride given the amount of cash that came for it. And though obviously the stable was keen, but they're always keen, so no surprise there. But third up last perfect ran second to Broadway and fourth at Moody Valley, beaten one length. And... I mean, the, the figures that she was consistently running over East were well and truly better than the rest of this lot. I've got her marked around 350. It's mm-hmm. a bet.
1: Hop in. Full yep. stop. I'm with you. Full stop. I love you. Just get clear and concise, aren't you, Pete? It's one thing I love about you.
0: Simon so, so A. Miller to get... Uh to get the uh, first out of the Masters up and running off to a fast start. The he does love the Masters. He does, mm. he does and um, yeah, he's got some uh, some ammo in on the day as well so yeah, interesting we'll be welcoming back the Wizard from his uh, from his three or four months in Victoria, he's out of quarantine and we'll be having him on the show shortly so we'll ask him his thoughts on Long Beach. It's
1: not a bad start, is it? A six horse race and um, probably two of them can't win you would have thought and we've gone three different five between the four. we forgot, to to play <laughs> we forgot <laughs> That's
0: to not have the it. We've got to mention Brad Willer is in yes, town and he'll yep. be, he's also considering, I think, or it's a strong possibility that he's going to be setting up shop in Western Australia mm-hmm. in the new year and uh, establishing himself over here as a permanent fixture in the WA Riding Ranks.
1: Uh, that's good news.
0: Race two is the Mum Champagne Crystal Slipper Stakes, the cr- pre-Christmas feature for the two-year-olds. Um, Interesting race, lots of uh, lots of first starters having a crack at the hundred thousand dollar prize money on offer. There's some exposed form as well. We see the Simonet. Speaking of Salmon A, he's got the Lewa, who was a beaten favourite two weeks ago um, in the race one by Six Carat over eleven 1, hundred metres. There's a couple other first starters as well as um, some form through. David Harrison's trained Galaxy Cat. I thought the first two runs of a horse called Diamond Blue have been really good as well. Uh, last start was excellent, just had no luck at all. But um, I was quite taken with the, it was only a 400-meter trial. And they're not really my my cups of tea, but um, I actually thought Flying Missile just looked very professional, very straight. Uh, Raul Ramoli on board, Lucky lacta. just began and just went straight as a gun barrel and, and was under virtually no pressure at all at any stage of that 400-meter trial. Neville Parnham, stable's going good. Storm on one if Lacta can begin well, hold up in front. And if this very well-bred filly, if it can get around the corner, it's going to take some catching, I think, especially if it's a bit leaderish earlier in the day. Has anyone got any thoughts on the babies?
1: Yeah. Good on Nev for going with Lacta as well. Not yes. as well. I- yeah, well, it's
0: interesting that uh, Chris has chosen to ride. Has he chosen to ride or has he been booked to ride success play because mm. he, I'm sure he would have been offered – a few others as well and Success Play finished third behind the stablemate flying missile in that four hundred meter trial that I spoke of and it's gonna to have to do a lot of work to win from barrier twelve. Pete.
3: Yeah, I thought so as well. That was a little bit of ducks and drakes there, I think, from the Parnham camp, because obviously Success Play looked really green in that trial. So I suspect it's obviously improved since it, but we haven't just haven't seen it again. Um agree with everything you said with uh, with flying missile. It does look a very professional, bomb proof type, but there does look to be a fair bit of speed in this as well with Gorgeous Gossip's got the blinkers on for the first time. It did trial in those recently. It did quite well. Um, Wise Words gets blinkers on first time. We've seen Liwa and Emilia's Picante, which is Spanish for spicy. Uh, that will probably roll forward as well. So will Galaxy Cat. But the horse that I thought is at a price, and it's just got a really, really fun trial to watch, is Astrape, or a Strape, depending on how we're pronouncing it. It's uh, I think it was... In Greek mythology, it was one of the gods or goddesses of lightning.
1: Geez, the podcast has got a lot more education. <laughs> no, isn't exactly, it? yeah.
3: Quickly.
1: Raising the bar.
3: A bit of Dwayne Russell, the answer to the question that nobody asked <laughs> uh, But Astrape watched the trial again, and basically every time it's been hit with a whip, you see the big tail swish and it picks up a few lengths at a time. Now, all of a sudden, it's got blinkers on first time. We haven't seen those publicly. There's been a little bit of cheeky money for it early. Shooter McGrady's jumping on it. Chris it's just, him off too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a real sort of interesting jockey switch. Or, But, I mean, you never know. I mean, he, Chris Barnum might have already committed to to the old man source and, you know, then all of a sudden it's drawn 12 and nobody's happy with that. But uh, I'm happy to have a small bet on this uh, Estrape before inspecting him in the yard because it's the only way you can really bet on two-year-olds.
0: I thought... Uh Gorgeous Gossip going back to trials with the blinkers on, tried really, really well. Mm. I didn't think its debut run was too bad behind Fatale Femme. So, Paul Jordan uh, following a similar, uh, I guess, pattern to what he did with Six Carat, Six Carat had the one start, went back to trials, came back and uh, and won on the 7th of uh, November. Gorgeous Gossip's got gate speed, low draw, um, I, think, um, I think it's in the mix as well. Uh, blinkers on, Wise Words has got to be a chance.
1: Do you have you? What are your thoughts, Terry? Uh, no strong thoughts. I saw what Pete saw with the Strappies trial. Yeah. I thought I thought it would be quite, uh, quite a long price actually. To be honest, and I thought we could uh, just have a little speck at a, at a big quote, but um, I, I'm, I'm going to be staying out. I'll have something small in a Strappy late like, probably. Um, I, I liked enough in that trial. It looks like a thin crystal slipper though. Mm, nothing, yeah. nothing stood out and said um, sort of. I'm going to plant myself as the early caricature favourite from what I saw. Any thoughts, Kripper? No, no,
4: the uh, race two is a two-year-old race and race three is a staying race. So I might actually head off, duck
0: over to IGA, do my grocery shopping, <laughs> and I'll see you back here for race four. <laughs> um- uh, one last thing. What did what did we think of the Albany trial of Heavenly Waters, Roy
1: Rogers' horse? He trialed against three of his others. I oh, know. So just the uh, four of them, old yeah. trigger. Um, yeah, it was good, but we don't know how the How do you well. know? I do have no idea. How do you so, line them up? I mean, even even Hayden's trialed really well, and it's 35 bucks. It's drawn the widest, so it's going to yeah. have to ping the lids and to be any, any type of hope. But uh, no, just uh, a sit-back-and-watch job only for me.
0: Yeah, so at the moment, it's Lewa 380, uh, Milius Picante, 460, and I'm I'm keen on flying missile around the six dollar mark, and uh, and Pete was um was looking towards Estrape, who was about ten dollars, best available thirteen, although one agency's has just gone up at twenty six dollars. If you want to be quick, Pete, so, so uh, you bet. You oh, bet. Come, come on, can't get on. Come <laughs> on, come, come on, BJ. It's, it's just it's on dynamic. i have just just saying it. Twenty-six dollars for yeah. a strape. But yes. Yeah, so that's uh that Donald Trump will call those fake odds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fake odds. Fair enough. All right. So race three is the tab touch, better your bet handicap, twenty-two hundred meters. Uh, most people will be tossing up between Mid- Midnight Blue and Come Right Back, although there will be some who will be wanting to make a case for Paddy's Sh- Shadow, no doubt. Cripper has headed off to the IGA waiting for him to come back. <laughs> so I'll throw to the
1: Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. Oh, I've know. got this one, have I? Yeah, why I'm, not? I've got pretty minimal interest here. Yeah. Uh, the market mirrors my own. Um, I'm pretty confident Midnight Blue can uh, win for us again. Uh, so you think, gelding who... Just looked like a horse at his debut campaign ran second in the Mel Vista to Red Hot Tip. They meet on the same weights here or very similar. There's very little in it, and I think that Mid, uh, Midnight Blue's come on more as a horse and red-hot tip Pass. So I'd be pretty surprised if Midnight Blue is beaten. But in saying that, I think if Come Right Back's ridden aggressively and can try and steal a march on Midnight Blue, that it isn't impossible uh, for, uh, for Come Right Back to get the Chalkies. In about a 90% market, I've got them 270 versus 550. Um, Paddy Shadow it was one I was hoping might go up a price, but... Nine bucks is pretty close to the correct mark. Um, I thought Paddy Shadow actually outsprinted in a slow race. Naughty by nature last start, which is obviously proven to be pretty good form. So, look from a betting point of view, there is nothing that stands out to me. Uh, I'll tip Midnight Blue, but I, I want to get three bucks, and I'll hope we can snipe some of that late in the exchange, guys. Pete. Yeah, it's a
3: pretty grubby looking race at the early market, isn't it? I've got them 260 and 650, so I'd come right back. The main issue for me with that horse is they just aren't riding with intent this yeah. prep. Just happy to take a sit, and I don't think that's going to suit it at all. So, Midnight Blue's going to get that lovely little sucky run up the inside, probably. Pike will just sit there and do nothing, and it'll just rail home and probably win. Uh, Great Waters has got some decent data, but all its best figures have been on soft, so I'll put a line through it. Red Hot Tips, the one that's at a bigger price that wasn't suited last start, but gets bar shoes on, which is a little bit scary. Don't exactly know how the stable goes with those, so...
0: Heads off, bars on. Yeah, I'll
3: just be looking underneath its feet in the yard if I can be bothered, but to be honest, I can't, so I won't.
0: Actually quite, I actually think Come Right Back can can knock off Midnight Blue. I I agree with Pete. I think that they, t- two starts ago when something came around and made a mid-race move and, and Peter Hall just tacked on and it sort of dragged Come Right Back into the race and got it moving into into contention with momentum and it, it really was really strong late and it went to the
3: line, ears pricked.
0: Would
1: you like I'm- to see him just trying to lead? Yeah, perhaps. Is it, what have they been all campaign? What have they been doing? It's just is a don't, real don't, one battle.
3: Yeah, I just don't think it's jumping well enough, so they're almost oh, just like, well, they, let's not use it early, so it's just sort of flopping can use out. It early. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's got that ability. We've yeah. seen it at previous preps, but and
0: the other day yeah. it probably should have won if it if it if it had that if it had the same run as the the winner treasure. Oh, I, I liked treasured crown on the day, but yeah. if that flowing momentum run into the race, I think. Come right back probably probably wins. So
1: better give you some credit for that too. I called it the lay of the day. You called it your best of the day. Oh, so yeah. I, <laughs> I never actually put my hand up to no, So hey. Wasn't it? Out of the gate. Oh, it doesn't matter what the flux are. I didn't care. I, uh, I'd i marked it 10 So yeah. oh, That's one, right. One, at least one, you won the price. Right right so. Let's do it at the price. right? Yeah, that's all that matters, isn't it? Sophie? Um,
0: Yeah, And so Come Right Back did have some genuine excuses the other day. I think Peter Hall might have learned a thing or two last start. I suspect that there might be more positive on Saturday and Hall is going to try and steal mm. a march on Midnight Blue. Come Right Back's got two 2,200-meter runs under its belt. Uh, Midnight Blue is going to be fourth up, eighteen hundred to twenty-two hundred meters. Obviously, Team Williams—they'll be lacking nothing in the fitness department. But if come right back, if Peter Hall can turn it into a staying contest, I think he's going to—he's going to make Midnight Blue, uh, Midnight Blue stretch and stretch hard to get past him. So I'm—I'm—I uh, I'm, was hoping more. Along the lines of four dollars for come right back. I don't think it's quite there yet. Oh, you'll, see, you'll see it. Aren't yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, Bet you'll fair. See it, yeah. Bet fair light, like yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah.
0: Anyway, and um, yeah, so it does look a midnight blue come right back kind of race. Um, Interesting
1: one for you, Dark Musket. Ran the quickest last two hundred in the two Closest Sun race a week ago. Got beat twelve up. lengths. Mm, how's and that? Yeah, got beaten twelve lengths. ran the quickest last two, so we'll talk about the two closest sun form a bit more in depth later. But uh, interesting, the old boy can still run a uh, good sectional on a wet track, which we won't see on track
3: for the uh, Jericho qualifier in Albany. (laughs)
1: Exactly (laughs) right, exactly right. Taking
3: fifteen runs to get there, and just like peak on the day, will be a two dollar forty favorite on a seven horse field and win by eight lengths, and then (laughs) go to the Jericho. And
1: is that near the the WA Cup?
3: It's the new WA Cup. They've basically oh, so kicked it off. The yeah. WA Cup. So, oh, this is, I think, okay. over 3,100 off the top of my head, BJ. You'll know more.
0: No, I don't know more,
5: actually.
3: I just mm-hmm. think On that day.
1: Yeah. I think. You hear the word Jericho? I just think of that. did you ever watch WWE? The wrestler? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, Paul's a Jericho. Paul's a Jericho. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Like Y2J, you know, when he came <laughs> across. And- Sorry,
1: you're
0: all
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Rogers has got Big Caroline in, straight to the scratched. front. Scratched, scratched. It's out, scratched. Yeah, there's no issue with Brian Rogers having Brian Caroline in here. Though it's only uh, it's only two points out of its uh, its a grade, so there's no issue if you did want to run it here, though. So good luck to the camp. Good.
0: All right. Moving on. Now we the first feature of the day is uh, oh he's
6: he's
1: back. I'm oh, back. T- there he is. Hello, everyone. Good he G'day, Crip.
0: It's uh, Race Couple of Salad Rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Race four is the Tap Touch Placidark Stakes, listed for three-year-olds over 1,200 metres and uh, back just in time because Cripper was pretty keen to take the lead on the Placidark Stakes.
4: Yeah, this 1,200-metre listed race is more my cup of tea. So please interrupt if you disagree, but i mapped it Dirt, uh, Charlton Eddy, leading with Acromantula. Is that the right pronunciation? Mm. Yep. Outside. It's a spider. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like my <the> spiders, so... <laughs> Uh, so I mapped it like that. That's I reckon this content, race <laughs> really is set up for the Russell Stewart-trained Philly Shantor. Mm-hmm. Been uh, two wins from two, this prep, both been really impressive. She, I just love the way how she pulled away from Charlton Eddie last start. Actually gets weight on, gets a what, half a kilo off that Galloper, so I can't see him turning the tables on her. I thought the Acromantula from the Pierce stable was good on debut, but... He led over a thousand in the wet. It'd be interesting to see how he goes breezing over the twelve hundred on a good track. Um a few other runners that yeah, you know, it's a really good race. Queen Brown is an interesting runner, was super first up, and then not sure what to make of her last two, but yeah, in short, Shan Talk, boys, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. The market's pretty close to mine. Shan um, Took looks so one to beat. Back of Acromantula, probably, in the 1 1, you'd suggest. If yeah, not the back of Charm, the same map as Yeah, yeah. It's, it looks a really simplistic map in, in that sense. And um, yeah, they know what they're doing. With this youngster, uh, Acromantula is the one with the uh, – just this that we don't know. We sort of don't know how good he is. Um, that effort was actually on that cold rail on Melbourne Cup Day. So yeah, it was. Just, uh, the only thing about that, early in the day, over yeah. a 1,000. Yeah. Probably got worse as the day
4: went on. Yeah, I do agree do agree. But I, that. Yeah, I've got huge respect for that horse. It's just – I guess, going from a soft seven, we haven't seen him do it on a good deck yet. Yep. Same with, I thought Just a Pinch was also really good in the same race. Got left flat footed at the top of the straight, but really came hard late. Looks like a horse that will re- enjoy the 1200 and will probably sit in the box seat. But again, another one who probably put in a career best run on the soft seven. So yeah, slight can, slight, slight query if uh, he can redo that on a good track.
3: I'm prepared to say that Acro Manchula is very, very smart. Mm-hmm. It
1: responded nicely, didn't he? Yeah. When he hit with the whip.
3: I don't think there's going to be any any major danger. In fact, I've got it mapped leading. I think they'll go pretty much. Charlton Eddie has been leading in slowly run races. I think with Paddy Carberry on board, he'll hand up if pressured. I think Joey will be given I bet very simple. It doesn't happen. Pint,
1: yeah, be point. pint. It's making case. Oh, well, it's making case. <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't a case, making a case, done. Wouldn't be your, like, wouldn't case, be your biggest
4: witness. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Where's my cartons, buddy?
1: Oh, uh, dearie mate. yeah. Crypt just come back uh, he actually probably wandered across to watch his bet <laughs> in race uh, two at Northern against Material Witness, which was my horse and didn't go all that well. So he's got this little uh, little smirk on his face <laughs> at the moment. So uh, yeah, if he goes quiet, um, it's because we've uh, kicked him out. So sorry, Pete. Done no, it's
3: it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, Ackerman to Save Shan Talk for me. Uh, the rest of them. I think they're well enough exposed. Uh, There's obviously some half-decent horses here that will find their own races, but I think these two have the most upside, the most X factor, and it's a race that just screams the fact that you want to be with some of those stronger horses. Mm -hmm. I, I think the others have probably a few convictions on them. Yeah, to be honest, I actually marked yours four thirty and there's five available, so it might be on the
4: same two yeah. just the other way around. So I've got
3: yeah, four dollars and three sixty.
1: Yeah. So it was six fifty available yesterday.
4: Hey, oh, here yeah. he goes, little trumpet. All right, the one that was Woo-hoo. massive unders for me was Pikey's, which isn't a surprise. Yeah. I don't they find even, him very often, yeah. but I had yeah. him close to twenty bucks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Twenty. Close to. Deering, yeah. Yeah. I, love how you, <laughs> I love what price you get some of parkies i close to 10. So Yeah, uh, yeah no. But uh, in my notes, I've got wouldn't surprise me if this one of those setups where they all uh, have a crack out in front. It's just uh, parky sailing down the outside. Yeah, price pretty well.
3: Bit juvenile, though, for me. Mm-hmm. I saw it last week. Yeah, I think it's got a, another prep that it needs under its belt. I think it's a view. smart horse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but uh, this would be some training effort. Yeah. Bog track, mile, back to 1200, seven days, blinkers on, yep. bike on bloody hell that'll be uh, but team williams they do it uh, very often so you can never underestimate them i'm with Cripper and uh terry here i think shan talk, i was very surprised he was able to she was able to sit outside charlton eddie and beat him hands down that was a really really good win um last start uh if the map turns out the way that Cripper outlined with charlton eddie holding up and acromantula outside leader landing talk in the one-one, I think uh, with a bit of cover at her first crack over twelve hundred metres, peeling uh, into space on straightening. She, she's got she's got some good closing speed, creep hasn't she? So it'll be um, take a take a take a reasonable horse to hold her out. So I'm with talk here, um, and um, I'm not quite I'm not quite ready to give up on Charlton Eddie um, just yet. I've given uh, up. Yeah. Yeah. Really. In, in the bin. In the bin. In the bin. You gave up on double digit pretty quickly.
4: Too. I give up on, <laughs> yeah. But usually when I
1: give up on them, they tend to get up. So um, <laughs> to to Joe and Eddie's connections, take that as a very positive. Sign. Queen Brown for me is the horse that I'll yeah. be taking on, but I'm
4: not surprised to see her really improving. Yeah, it could, could sort of knock knock me
1: out of the park. Because so her, her last two, she hasn't had uh, – she's been on an inferior rail on one of them. And the other one, she was knocked around in the straight a little bit, never really got yep. a clear run yep. on them. So, she's the one – if you go back to her run first up against Clairvoyance over the same journey, I uh, might have been over the 1,000 actually, she's the one that um, yeah, has definite potential knockout factor. And Brad Barnum goes back on too. Yeah, so. she was 260
0: two favorite in the Belgravia. Yeah. Quentin Brown. So that was same track and distance. So um, there's a bit of SP there, but um, but yeah, it's um, not, not a bad little race here for the three olds. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Shantalk looks; uh, she's the favourite, and she probably is the hardest to beat right now. So,
4: eight and three seventy, or wait,
0: yeah, I, I, don't, I was thinking that there might be a bit of. Outward pressure on that price. What do you think?
4: Yeah, I'm not sure. Um,
1: Charlton gets out from the forwards, definitely. Charlton Eddie gets out yeah. to closer to seven, seven eight bucks. I think just purely on yeah. a head-to-head basis against Chantor. Oh, There's no way they yeah. can be that close in the market. I could
3: see the money okay. coming from Pete's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which one,
1: sorry? Acromantula. Yeah. 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 I, ah, think just yeah. I think
3: it. the <laughs> data guys will look at the map and they'll be all over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Acromantula. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, well, we'll hold fire on bet uh, Betfair late might be the, the way to go when all you're punting right. into this race.
1: It's time for our Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind competition. That's
0: right, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say g'day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. And check out his new big deck as well, Butchie's big deck. It's all (laughs) happening up there at the Mundaring. (laughs) So congratulations to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Russell Hinks. Russell's been one of our biggest supporters over the past uh, twelve months. So congrats, Russ. A one daring uh, one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. So one daring, the one daring. That
1: worked, though. I reckon actually. You can roll it though. To,
0: to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to answer the following four questions correctly. Pen and paper out lads. All right, all right. Name the two jockeys with the first name Craig, who have won railway stakes in the last five years. Question number two, name the champion thoroughbred that finished runner-up to Great Shot in the 2017 Railway Stokes and who was the jockey?
3: Pretty sure I know that because <laughs> I was yelling at him after the race. How'd you <laughs> lose by a lip? I know, oh, seriously. Yeah, I was, I was to perfect that day as well. Yeah.
1: What a good story though for connections, an underdog. Love an underdog story, don't you, Pete? He's looking at me with a...
3: He's just giving away the answer to
4: whoever was watching
5: the parade ring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Question number three. Name the last horse to win the RJ Peters Railway Stakes Double, a feat that Truly Great will be looking to accomplish uh, on Saturday. And a throwback. Question number four Who rode the mighty, geez, he was good horse, the mighty northerly in his famous 2000 Railway Stakes Triumph? I think any W Racing fan who can't, can't get that one mm. uh, right needs to have a good look at themselves. Even Krippa uh, even to get that one, I reckon. Uh, How do we go? Uh, three out of four. Three out of four. Third one wrong? Third one wrong. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, yeah three sure. out of four for the guru. Uh, but yeah, get your answers in at the 1 1 pod via direct message on Twitter. Uh, all, all four questions correctly, and you can be in the running for that gift voucher, $100 to spend up at the Mundaring.
1: Terry at the Mundaring, I like it. Yep. Uh, okay, let's hop straight into race number five uh, over the 1,400 metres a 66 plus. I think it's time to just absolutely declare one here. Like I just don't think that we can, we need to hold back. I don't think we need to discuss it. Well, Guri goes bang. Well, a few weeks ago, Crip and I did the, uh, the Wild West. We do it most weeks, actually. We do the Wild West most weeks, and um, we were discussing Elite Street. And we, we, didn't, we said it's not about if it wins. It's about when is the best price and do we take the best price. So this is a similar situation here. It's not exciting, but Western Empire is probably the biggest walking, living, breathing moral I think you've ever seen in your entire life. That is if they don't get a start in the um, WA guineas, which I really hope they do because I've um, had a little bit of a whack at the all-in price uh, the night before because I'm an idiot. Look, um, so if you're if, if Western Empire drew a gate in the Guineas would have started favourite. The run in the Faritha was huge. I don't think you need to say a huge amount more about it. This is the horse with the upside. It gets in on the minimum after the three-year-old allowance. Uh, great gate speed. Go back through all the trials. Go back through both race starts from wide gates. Uh, lands one-one. I reckon. Um, and this is this is all over. If you're one of those people that's a poor enough punter and have a Ladbrokes margin betting account, chuck in a. Mm-hmm. couple couple of lengths and um, top up your winnings here and have a, have a proper go. $2.30, I've got it at dollar. I had $1.65 initially, marked it a little bit longer come the end, just so I didn't want to go over the top. But uh, this is a gift, lads. Anyone disagree? All I want to say- Oh, here we go.
4: <laughs> I, again, have marked Pike longer than what the current price is. But I just want to say, I don't think Western Empire visually was- so impressive last start. But I just want to note that they went 16 lengths slower than benchmark to the 600, which I don't think is as good a run as what everyone imagine, is making. Imagine if far it
1: wins by if they go at a proper tempo. <laughs> like most of the Peter's
4: So, runners. and it's, it's funny. I was doing, looking at the form last night and it's a, it's a maiden in a 66 plus and I'm marking it really short. But in saying that, probably should be a listed winner. But uh, I won't be taking the 230 or betting around it. So, it's a, probably a watch race for me. Okay. I
2: don't know.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I'm the same Like, I'm just tortured by it because I launched at first start I backed up last start at you know oh, 20 plus that would hurt your heart just kept backing mm. it and backing it again jeez it's just it's awful and now Pike jumps on so there's no price and you're just looking at it just being sick physically and you just know it's going to win when you don't get anything yeah it. exactly I've got you know Tiff has spoken basically at the current price there phone me I've got slightly as an overlay but this is horrific it's just going to be a car crash for me mentally yeah. <laughs> Uh, Tip of Spoken clear second pick for me as well. Yeah.
4: The yeah.
0: one I like Tifa Spoken, I yeah. he's gonna be a really decent horse actually. Yep. So, yeah,
4: yeah. The, the one that came up, uh slight over and I won't be playing, but if it's a real leaders track, it's oh. Terry's favourite horse, Butterly Lad. I was just about to give that a little so pop. I was just about to I'm, give that a little pop. I had it low double figures. Yeah, I think there's twenty too. bucks. Yeah, me too. But in saying that I don't think we're gonna see a real dynamite I leaders track so, either, yeah, so yeah. probably yeah. we'll throw that idea in the
1: bin. But like um, my plan will be if uh, Western Empire comes out, we lose forty percent of our money. That's that's 14, 15 bucks each way without Western Empire in the race. That's an each way bet at fifty two and a half. You have got Sophie Song in the breeze. There's no real other pressure in the race, so if Western Empire does come out, I'll be um I'll be very happy to have something yeah, okay. out each way. So I won't be expecting to collect, but I'll definitely be on. I was going to say, geez,
3: you're optimistic. I've
1: just tipped two winners in the same race. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> you've
3: got the
4: you've
0: got the moral and then yeah. also the backup moral just in case the moral comes <laughs> Assuming out. Assuming you're scratching in a
4: non
1: I think Tiff has spoken to <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> No, I'm with,
0: I'm with you, Terry. I think, uh, I think Western Empire is just about a moral mm. with you too, mate. It's was, wrapped up. It's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get um, on
1: the 25th of December. What
0: I really liked about his uh, free-to-stakes performance is just the way that they fan at Asco, he sort of just got shunted just a, a touch on straightening. But his last 100, geez, he was jumping out of the ground again and um, just looks like a just. he's got class written all over him, Western Empire, uh, as he should, blue blood, Peter's investments. I'm with you, Terry. I think he just wins. Mm.
4: Yeah. What's So like you are saying before, it's all about the price. When is optimal price? Oh, i have just I've piled peak price. in. Yeah, I'd, I'd pile in.
1: Two dollars thirty is enough for me. So yeah, okay. there will be some, as BJ mentioned, there will be some Tiffer spoken support. It's funny with Oceans fifteen. You know, it always comes up way unders in our uh, everyone. It comes up unders in everyone's book. They've now jumped off Oceans fifteen. Gives me that He's Almighty feel from mm. a few starts this ago. Last two favorite, runs have been huge. Favorite. Yeah, Oceans fifteen. Mm. Oh, I thought it plotted last start. I thought that was the moving line. I thought that's where they all the winners. I came was from.
4: never sure if he got in. I thought he was yeah. four deep, no cover. I had him not suited last time. I thought
1: Clint uh, was waiting for something to go, and he sort of just let the horse out there until he could get cover into the race. But he
0: went better. Went on better than Angelic Miss, and she came out and won yesterday.
1: Angelic Miss copped a few buffets and a few shunts in the run. I'm still pretty dirty about that. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that's the <laughs> we, first, we've uh, seen that race yeah.
4: completely differently. I thought. Well, I uh, 15 as, was unlucky, and Angelic missed out. You weren't as invested as heavily
1: as I am, so that's why my opinions are a lot this way. got over, though, Cripp. To the 6th so and 1798, it's so. all that matters. Mm.
0: Well, it's uh, we're, we're both keen on Western Empire Guru, so I think that wraps that race in a bow, but we probably should speak to the Wizard and see what he has to say. Just uh, leading into the mm. Dead Guineas and, uh, of course, the, the Railway Stakes in two races' time. Let's get the Wizard on the phone. What do you think?
1: I think that's a tremendous idea.
0: Well, it's our pleasure to welcome back the Wizard of the West and now the Wizard of the East as well, our man, William Pike. Uh, Pikey, thanks for coming back to Western Australia first and foremost and thanks for coming back to the 1-1. Welcome, mate.
6: No, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, it's good to be back, although um, once they let me out of this isolation, it will be a lot nicer.
0: So how, how long have you got to go before you can join the land of the living again, Pikey?
6: Uh, tomorrow is my last day, so one one day, well, one and a half days left, I guess.
0: Okay, so do you have to do you have to do anything after that? Do you have to do another test before you can or is it no. you're all good?
6: No, all good. I've already done my, my test, they require you to do a test on the eleventh day, and I've done that, and that come back negative, so I'm all good to as soon as my fourteenth day is up, i'm I'm good to rejoin the population.
1: Yeah, Pikey, I uh, saw a photo of you on uh, Twitter yesterday, titled "Day Twelve of Quarantine." Now, as a uh, as an inspirational girl fan and someone who's probably going to support her on the day, I'm a little bit worried um, about the goatee and whether that's going to make you way over the 53 kilo. So, can we confirm that's going to be gone by Saturday?
6: Yeah, the goatee will be long gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, actually, that's not a planned thing. It was, uh, I forgot me shave, me razor, and that. <laughs> Uh, and not because I'm out on my farm doing my quarantine, so there's no no razor blade out
1: here. Ah, right. Well, I thought it suited you as well. It wasn't, uh, yeah, no, def- <laughs> definitely suited you. Just get the axe out.
6: <laughs> I'd like to say that was two weeks' worth, but that was probably a month.
0: So. <laughs> How does it feel to be home, Pikey?
6: Uh, pretty good, although I'm not quite home yet, yep. so things aren't really back to normal or anything like that. Um, almost there, but it's good to, be, good to be on home soil and mucking around out on the farm, but uh, itching to get back on the track and... Uh, yeah, get back into it.
0: As as WO racing fanatics as we as we are, I just want to say a big thank you to all your efforts uh, over in Victoria. Uh, we had you on the one one a few weeks ago, and, and um, yeah, it was it was really terrific to see you do so well and to achieve, I guess, what you what you set out to do. Um, just can you just wrap up in a bow your thoughts on your on your Victorian stay, um, the experience of it all. Will you be going back? Um, what, what can you sort of share with our listeners? Um, do you give us a bit of an insight into Pikey's view on your Victorian extended stay?
6: Yeah, well, on a whole, uh, it was definitely a success. I went and I sort of thought to myself, well, I have to write at least one Group 1 winner to make it uh, justifiable. And I've managed to get two and, and have a, one sort of in particular really big day, which was Caulfield Guinea's day. So... Uh, that was obviously the, the highlight of my trip away but it's definitely very up and down because you're a new environment you've got a lot of new tracks to learn all in an instant and also a lot of a lot of different trainers uh and I sort of back home here I know what trainers expect and I you know I know certain situations what they'd rather you do whereas you come here you're riding I've always ridden on instinct but uh, then when you come in and your instinct doesn't match up with what the trainer was thinking but you're kind of Guys, a couple of times I felt like an apprentice without a three-kilo claim. I was, uh, I was really sort of put back in my box a few times. And, but as I said, it was actually overall it was a great experience. But um, just a few, a few moments there where I was sort of struggling to, to put put it all together.
3: Willie, you obviously wrote a lot for a, a number of different trainers, a lot of different connections over there. Was there one trainer or one group of trainers in particular that you really gravitated towards and you thought, right, this could be something that I could then capitalise on into the future?
6: Well, clearly the Hawks team, when they give me a go, they were I suppose it was a lot easier to gravitate towards them because they had a lot of success quite quickly for them. So yeah, probably the main standout support ended up being the Hawks and um, and that come about through Dwayne Dunn getting injured. So it was unfortunate for him but quite lucky for me.
0: So Pikey, you went to Melbourne earlier this year. You won the All-Star Mile at Caulfield aboard Regal Power. I think that was the first day that crowds weren't allowed at the races. You've ridden for a whole spring carnival with, with no crowds basically at the races. Do you? I know you're gonna. You'll be back there one day, no doubt about that. But do you feel as though you haven't had the full spring carnival experience, um, with you know being robbed a touch? Just the fact that there was no no crowd there, and, and it must be, it must be truly intoxicating to come back on Caulfield Guineas Day, uh, having ridden four winners. If you know what I mean. Do you, do you feel as though you missed out on something?
6: Um, not really. To tell you the truth, I think it actually helped me quite a lot this year. I didn't have to try and squeeze my way through crowds to get in on course. Uh, yeah, I actually reckon for this particular year it helped me a lot. Yep. Uh, it would be nice to go and and experience the, the crowd uh, off the back of a winner. I've been in the, a long time ago and uh, on Derby Day and a couple of other carnival days and I've seen the crowd and, and all the fuss that goes with it. But it would be nice if one day I could actually ride a winner under those circumstances, so you can, so you can get the full experience.
0: And last one from me, Pikey. Can you just give us a little bit of insight into the, I guess, the agonising decision that you had to make between coming home for Railway Stakes Day and, and of course, partnering your favourite horse, Arcadia Queen, in in the McKinnon Stakes. What were the, what were the balls you had juggling in the air, and what was the final, final nail in the coffin that confirmed that you were heading home? Um, well, there
6: was a. sort of I don't know I was always planned before I left to be home for railway stakes so that was always in the sort of that was always my main plan and then when Arcadia Queen was having another start that was probably when the real decision sort of really arose I wasn't factoring that in too much early on and look it was very hard to make I probably I don't know like it's easy to say now she won but I'm happy with my decision, but at the same time, I, I feel a little bit robbed that I wasn't able to do both because in a normal year, I could do both. Um, but anyway, we'll know after Saturday if there was the right decision, but it was very tough. Uh, even now, I'm still sort of weighing up the pros and cons and how I came to the decision. But um, I also had – it sort of was a little, one of those things also uh, – everyone was wanting me to come home as well, so the family and, and – Grant Alana and Bob Peters there was, there was sort of not so much pressure, but there was there was expectation from everywhere that it was time to come home and uh, and that probably helped make my decision.
3: Willie, you've had two weeks now to be thinking about all the time you spent over in Melbourne and all of the different rides and all the different emotions and victories and losses as well. Was there one win that really stood out to you or one ride that you thought, wow, that was just like the pinnacle of your entire experience? I mean, for me, watching as a punter, it was your ride on Ole Kirk in the Caulfield Guineas. I mean, the fact that you had Tagaloe coming back into you, you had to make that split second decision to get off the fence and come around them and still maintain and build the momentum again in towards the straight. I think for me, that was your standout ride. But do you have one that really stands out to yourself?
6: Yeah, I think on that particular day I must, have, I must have had something different for breakfast or something because even, even Ole Kirk was definitely, uh, that was a, a ride where a lot of different things happened and, and some people mightn't have noticed everything that happened out there. So that was probably a very technical one that still come off. And then you probably go to Arcadia Queen, which I think was probably one of the best rides I did the entire time I was there. But it looked probably very plain and wouldn't know. It look, would look like I just sort of peeled out and went past them. But uh, the Arcadia Queen one, was it was a struggle to keep her settled throughout the whole race. I got to cut inside one horse, which was basically almost what won me the race. And then on straightening, I still got to stay in Russian Camelot slipstream for another 50 metres before I pr- produced Arcadia Queen. I, I, know, I thought it was very tactical on my part. And it almost came off perfectly, but I suppose it wasn't as much fun to watch as uh, an Ola Kirk.
0: Now, Luke Luke Curry said that you, you gave him uh, stride for stride um, instructions on how to ride Arcadia Queen. What, what did you make of, of Luke's Luke's ride in the McKinnon? Sound like he he rode it well, perfect.
6: He did. He he rode it perfect. Um, I I didn't actually look at the race beforehand because I didn't want to. I, I don't like looking at what could have what I could have should have been doing yeah. or things like that. So, but I did watch the race obviously, and as uh, I didn't realise he drew fire beforehand. But then when I seen what barrier and that he drew, I actually said, um, I think I was flying home with my mum at the time. I actually said I'd sit last if it was me, and he, that's basically what he did. He he sat all but last. He got a lovely card up and he couldn't have rode, it any, couldn't have rode her any better to, to suit her.
0: All right, so you come back into WA Racing this Saturday with a full book of of, of nine uh, for the opening day of the Masters. Uh, have you done the form? I, I know you're sitting on your tractor right now. Um, what are your thoughts leading into Railway Stakes Day?
6: I, look, I, I, the day on a whole, um, I've got a lot of good rides, but I don't think I've necessarily got a – a good thing on the card where uh, normally I've got a couple of bankers on days like this and and then I'm trying to improve on that around them. So I don't think I've got a, a a dead set good thing. I think I've all got to earn it at some stage, whether it be barriers or, or sort of tricky sort of fields where there's, there's always, to me, they all look like there's one to beat, but um, obviously the main one I'm hoping to win is the railway stakes. I think I've drawn very well there. I've drawn 11, it's a little bit wider than I'd normally be happy with, but I see Inspirational Girl hasn't been jumping that well the last couple of starts. So I think that'll allow me to not get pushed around too much and find a spot that I'm happy with. Then, as with a lot of my rides on the day, it's going to really matter. I've got to really make sure I try and get on the right horses back around the bend because that'll be make or break stage for me.
4: Mikey, I know there's a lot to uh, play out and before the Kingston Town in just over a fortnight's time. But if you had to lock in a ride right now, who would you be riding?
6: Uh, probably Inspirational Girl. Um, she's probably one of the first ones that we've had heading into this that the mile isn't necessarily her pet journey. She, I think she'll get the 18. She'll probably enjoy the 18 even more. So in the past with a an Elite Bell and uh, like a regal power the mile was sort of getting to probably about their pet journey and uh whereas they they still went on to other races but i I, yeah i think that was just class that won them them so whereas inspirational girl 1800 she'll she'll like that even more than a mile
1: now pikey it wouldn't be uh very often that you see yourself as the uh first emergency (laughs) in many races let alone a uh a I'm sure you're not going to answer this question but I'm going to ask it anyway. Surely you give Bob a ring and say Bob we're scratching the we're scratching the other one. I'm uh, I'm taking uh, precedence here, aren't
6: I? Well, yeah, I don't know. Um
1: I thought I'd put I, you, know. I thought I I'd put you on the spot here. Confident
6: there would be, I think they were quite confident there would be a scratching, but it's coming down to the to the wire a bit here. Um yeah, wow. Well. Yeah, maybe. You reckon? You reckon I should put the phone? I, I reckon you should. If,
1: or either that, or just text me through Bob's number, and I'll uh, I'll tell him the importance of it. So <laughs> yeah, that's um, yeah, that's the way. That's the way. Exactly, exactly um, right.
0: William, what do you know about Western Empire? Obviously, he was he was significant. His run was massive in the Faritha, coming out of a Northern Maiden prior to that. What are the what are you, what are the wraps on him? What's uh what what's the um what's the stable thinking? Should Western Empire happen to get a run in the Guineas?
6: Um, they're all a bit of the same. You know, I rode him a little bit early on in his campaign before I went away, obviously. Um, he's a, he's actually still a big raw horse, and everything he's doing is on raw ability. So he, he has the engine, he's, he's got the big engine, but he probably is. The obvious thing is he's lack, lacking a lot of match practice against some of these guys. And the Barrier 16, uh, that's tricky, but at the same time, good, because I don't know if I'd want to be in the field. Uh, rubbing shoulders with some of the more experienced horses. So the barrier might play into my hands, uh, but at the end of the day, he's just a big raw horse with untapped ability. And look, and this race might have come a little bit too soon for him, but uh, he's definitely got the engine for
3: it. Now, Pikey, Sir William, (laughs) you've ridden for the Cerise and White for however many times over your career, and now suddenly in the Winterbottom Stakes, you're in Godolphin's Royal Blue. Can you explain how that conversation and how that decision came about? Over the rivals that you're going to be up against, all of a sudden for for Bob on in, during the winter bottom, you'll have Stageman and Celebrity Queen in particular, and you're on trekking.
6: Yeah, that's right. Look, the the ride will obviously become available on trekking, and uh, we're in negotiations for a little while. But my main thinking going on that is I've ridden Stageman maybe 15 times, and I really haven't got along with him that well and he's not one of my favorite horses so i was happy to not ride stage man but i will admit i didn't expect the ride of celebrity queen to come up Uh, i wasn't expecting a horse like her to get through into a winter bottom and in the form she's in so uh, when i made the decision i'd probably missed that one so that's a, that's a concern, but I was very happy to sit and watch Stage Man and good luck to him if he wins, but I can't have him. He frustrates me.
3: <laughs> Love it.
0: I've heard actually Adam Durant speak post-race that no one – no one likes, uh, not even the wear riders like riding him, stage man. So he must be, uh, must be a bit of a handful, pikey. But, um, but yeah, you're riding. Obviously, you're booked on Inspirational Girl, favourite in the Railway. You've got Trekking, who's favourite in the Winterbottom, and no doubt you will have one of the the, the favourite favourite runners in the Kingston Town Classic as well. Um, and obviously, if um, Western Empire gets a start in the WA Guineas, he's going to be one of the one of the major players as well. So it looks like being another successful Masters series for you coming up. Now, just quickly on the railway, inspirational girl. If she begins well, what, what's the sort of horse you'll be looking at getting on the back of and, and the horse that you think will be taking you into the race?
6: Um, even if she began well, I couldn't see her any closer than midfield at best. Um should probably even be a spot behind midfield, I'd imagine. And tell you the truth, from there, um, I don't know which one's going to be the right one to follow. If I'm perfectly honest, uh, like your red can man, he's going to be the one of the ones to beat. But he'll always find himself in the first half. Um, I'd love to follow a KC, but she's on the outside and most likely going to be following me. Uh, to, on, honestly, I don't know who I'm going to follow at the time, uh, but I'm going to have to pick one and pick one pretty quick.
1: Before you disappeared over East, did you think uh, when you rode Inspirational Girl, especially her win over Massimo? I think it was the ride that actually gave you the record that day as well. We got a little salute past the post. You know, I enjoy your salutes past the post. Um, did she give you a? Did you think she had the ability uh, to progress as she has this campaign to a um, to a Railway Stakes and a Railway Stakes favoritism?
6: Um, if I will admit, I'm a bit surprised that she got to a Railway so quick and easy. I always knew she had the ability to win big races. And she's just always been one that they've had to take their time with. She's just been a little bit, I know, just taking a little bit of time to mature and strengthen up like some of the other good horses have. I'm not surprised to see her there, but I was probably a little bit surprised that um, she got there this year. I was probably expecting her to, I know, I know that she's, um, I think she's a five-year-old already, but she's very lightly raced. And yeah, I was probably expecting to see it next year but I'm definitely not surprised to see the form that she's in and, and see her uh, as favorite this year.
0: All right, Pikey. Well, congratulations on all your fantastic achievements on the, uh, on the East coast this spring. Um, Obviously uh, you're a favorite fan favorite to all WA racing fanatics across the country. Um, Everyone's, Really happy to have you back in the West and riding on Railway Stakes Day. And, of course, we are truly happy and blessed to have you here on the 1-1 again. So best of luck uh, over the Masters Series in the coming weeks and months. And uh, hopefully there's a, there's a few winners for you on Railway Stakes Day. Much appreciated, Pikey.
6: Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And, yeah, hopefully I can uh, – I've got a lot of favorites coming up, <laughs> so hopefully uh, I can do something.
1: Uh, we well, have full confidence in you, Pikey. Thanks for coming on again.
6: Now, cheers, guys. See you later
1: and that was the great man himself, Sir
0: William Pike, back in Western Australia, just in time for the start of the Masters. And uh, as we discussed, he is on board the First Emergency Western Empire, as we preview the Group 2 $500,000 Debway Guineas Over a mile for three year olds, one of our very best races each and every year. And uh, Terry, everyone will be hanging off the uh, Chris website, waiting to see what scratchings come through on Saturday morning to see whether this Cerise and White Runner uh, with Pikey on board uh gets in the field
1: yeah well i've i've done all of my forms expecting it will get a run in the field so I'd, I'd recommend everyone does the same but in in saying that the fact it's nominated for another race means it is no uh no fate accompli um so but I, i'm expecting that uh we'll see western empire in the field pete i wouldn't be as bullish but i don't
3: have any inside information anymore That's what happens when you go to Melbourne for too long. You lose all the intel.
1: You might not have any inside information, but do you have the winner for us here? Let's discuss this race. What a cracking guineas, isn't it, Crub?
3: It is. It's good. It's a cracker, but (laughs) guess which horse travelled fastest to the 600 in its most recent start?
1: Fastest to the 600. Yeah.
3: Because they are all coming from dead set walking races.
1: They are. All-day yeah. session. In fact,
3: all of the lead-up races have been slowly run. We have got no idea who's going to win this race, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You're going off who you think will be able to handle a higher tempo based on really not very much, who's been getting the best run in transit and how the map works out.
0: It would be Gemma's son, wouldn't it? No way. Mm-hmm. Didn't, didn't no? Didn't Gemma's son... Did, Gemma's son's coming out of the here, yeah? So he would have travelled the fastest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we want uh, MCA? No, 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 this is answer yeah. Pete's question, yeah?
3: On yeah. my figures, I've got smashing, smashing as going yeah. the fastest at six hundreds most oh, wow. recent start. yeah wow. okay. we we're, we're talking one length faster than benchmark as well. so we're, it's a pretty unexposed field for the most mm-hmm. part.
1: I agree with Crips who said MTA um, as, as a horse who you think will probably appreciate a higher totter mm-hmm. tempo. He's a horse that keeps on coming. He's yeah. So I, was, I thought he was my, that was my yep. answer to the, uh, that. Ah, was your yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, my tip. I thought you throwing <laughs> one out. No, no, one no. Out. So, no. It's a cracking guineas though. Um, like I, I said earlier, uh, I think if you run this race 10 times, you could potentially get 10 different results. But um, you expecting a more... Honest a more true tempo here, Pete, with um, Fanta and uh, all-day session. I don't know if they're going to lead on a horse 1,000 to 1,600, but if they don't lead, it's going to pull its head off, surely. Yeah,
3: I would have thought so. I mean, Fanta's the one, although I believe during the week uh, Warwick was suggesting that they would try and take a sit with that horse, but Mm -hmm. then you've still got MTA, Soleil, Gemma's son. I think they have to go forward from their wide (laughs) gates.
1: We should Um, uh, just uh, let everyone know that you own a share in Soleil and we're going forward, are we, Pete? I actually had you taking a sit here.
3: No, look, I, I don't think there's any point taking a sit. Yep. Is this your mark talking? This is me talking, <laughs> but clearly.
5: <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting.
0: That all the, all the lead-ups have been walkathons. Yep. whether this mm. just gets completely tipped on its head because yep. when you have a look, at, there'll be a lot of horses who will want to be in the same spot. So there's going to be horses such as, well, Watch Me Dance has been beginning really well. Bragwell beginning well. First law was the first horse out in the Faritha. Pans uh, pans Down has got gate speed. Fanta will want to go forward. All-day session led over 1,000 last start. And as um, as you guys mentioned before, both MTA and Gemma's son will be lo- looking to push forward from their high draws. So, I don't know, it might, might end up turning into a genuine mile for um, for these three odds.
1: Well, what I'd like to see, and Crip and I were just discussing it off-air before, is yesterday was a really off-pace day at Ascot, but... Um Kieran McDonough and, and and Lonsdale, Lord Lonsdale, sorry, they said, no, bugger it. We're gonna, but we're going to run this like a, a proper, um, we're the, we're the, what are we, the toughest horse from, yeah. from the front. And punch in, punch and, yeah, into just the rear. I'd love to see a horse like MTA, who I, I think is probably one of the tougher horses in this field, but not necessarily one of the better horses in this field, just go forward and say, we're going to make this a proper, truly run test and we're going to see if you can catch us. So I, that's what I'm hoping to see. But whether we do see it, I don't know.
3: It's just impossible to tell, isn't it? Uh, I think the difference between going forward and leading is two different things, and we don't really have a genuine leader here, mm. and that's the hard part. We get
1: part. wrinkly in the race. Oh, I'd love it. Does
3: first Lord with the blinkers on possibly have a go?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's, well, that's who I had
4: had idiot. leading. Yeah. Did you? Yeah,
0: I just okay. thought he was the first horse out the other day. They've mm-hmm. gone blinkers again. They're probably Simon A. Miller's probably thinking, you know what, I can get, I can find the rail in front, and if there's leaders that are winning, like. Basically, if there's not leaders that are disadvantaged earlier in the day, then I think that they'll probably want to have a crack. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah, it's it, as I said, this is a this is a, a cracking race. Um, Pistol, to? lead us in, what have you you got for us here? I'm sticking
3: with the two horses that I backed in champion fillies at big odds in Brave Angel and Soleil. Brave Angel I think is very much a wet type, though. I've got a little bit of a concern over it back onto the dry. I know it posted a really good figure two starts back on what was a good track, but I think the odds are well enough exposed at the moment. So it will be a saver for me. I'm not going uh, anywhere with my horse Soleil. I think she's been not necessarily suited in terms of where she's landed the last couple of starts. Chris Parnham's obviously a positive. The clear danger for me in terms of the boys is shoot Just, I mean, or if you had eyes last start, you saw the run of shoot Clearly wasn't suited, hemorrhaged in the market late, will get into a lovely spot three wide with cover somewhere and doesn't have to go back to near last with most of the other fancies in terms of Western Empire if it gets a start, magical dream.
1: That's it. I think Dom Shoot is one that will be definitely uh, benefited by the stronger tempo. Um, for me, it's all about the rides here. This is that, as I yeah. said before, it's a, yeah. the racer could just be running one so many different ways. I mean, we're, we're all, no one's going to mention a horse and I'm not going this way, but we're not going to mention a horse like Calaroo and to pick up and sprint on a slow tempo underneath horses after being held up to the 250. that's a really strong win. Forgetting from where you forgetting where he came from in the run, it was still a really strong victory to be able to do that. So look, in this type of race where i think it's so open i'm i'm i've openly been tipping dom to shoot for the last month or so and i've taken all the prices so good on me you've got the favourite well on Terry. a little bit of a that's a high five to myself um but at the 5 bucks 480 that's a little bit uh that's a little bit thin to uh to dive in here at those type of prices it is 5
0: dollars a field really isn't it like, it's a five yeah, it's a, i've yeah. got a 6
1: dollars a field yeah. dom to shoot on top so yeah. I tip on price, and um, the one that's come above that quote for me, I didn't have it leading like you did, Veej, but uh, that's first law. Uh, shades on. Simon Miller has a little bit of a glint in his eye when he talks about this horse. First up was huge. I thought it was an equal run to secret plan. who would have been probably favorite getting here if, uh, if he didn't go shin sore. Um, that was behind kiss on all four cheeks on a heavy leader yeah. by stay. At Ascot, you're sort of talking 14 15 bucks. A lot of these fancies are drawn a bit awkwardly, could get back. He's the one that's got gate speed to land in the first four or six. I think he sharpens up. I think he goes better with a sit. So I am hoping he, he's ridden with a sit here. Um, but $15 each way. I marked First Law 8 bucks. That's clearly come up bet for me, guys.
0: Now, am I missing something here? Why is Why is First Law $15 and the stable mate
1: half that price in... Uh, brave angel what, what l- am
5: I missing me, here can, can you
1: educate me please let I'm, me I'm it. it's called, confused it's called the recency effect I'm big on this in futures markets as well so you'll yep. see your horse go <laughs> uh, that's that's a something moving fastly if you didn't know what that's <laughs> <word was like. laughs> basically if you look at a futures market the moment something happens watch Elite Street the other day Winslot wins Winks in a 72, 78 plus yep. obviously that wasn't the wait for age winter bottom stakes and bang banged into second favourite it, it's the recency effect people don't have long term memories it's that simple. People aren't smart. Mm.
3: But going into the champion fillies, it did have the the best exposed figure going into that I race. I thought that must angel.
1: be must
0: be the case because I couldn't yeah. get. I, I but was it kept fascinated. Drifting. Yeah,
3: it was yeah. bizarre. Yeah. It was thirty dollars late. You don't get the fair. me wrong; it
0: was a really good run in the in It
3: is very yeah. very fine an animal though. Like it, you actually yeah. have a look at it, it is dead set of wet a uh, wet type. And I reckon uh, if you so. ask
0: if we had Simon A on the, he'd be tipping first law. He has. He already has. Thought, okay, so yeah. He right. has. Yep. Yep. Um. All right. So Cripper. Kinney's yeah, I, to be honest, I don't think it's as even
4: as what you guys are saying. I'm declaring one, not declaring there one, but go. I, <laughs> yeah, I like Dom to shoot. Uh, yeah. Thought his run two starts ago was super on a leader his track, and then last start, everyone keeps talking about Western Empire, but as I mentioned before, they went so slow. I'd rather be deep, no cover midfield than back yeah. with cover in that race. So, it, for me, his run was definitely the best. Running the race of the Faritha Uh, fastest last 200 of the whole card he's got gate speed he's drawn slightly wider than what I would have liked but I think it's grand final time now so I wouldn't be surprised to see a bit more of a positive Paul Harvey Um, I'm taking a slight knock on the girls just not really sure how they're going to come out of the week back up Uh, they've already had the tough run too because they raced on Melbourne Cup day so on the heavy nine so I'm in the camp of the boys and yeah, I think Dom to the one to beat. Probably would have even had Gemma's son on top uh, if he drew better, but it's going to be tough for Joey from out there. So mm-hmm. Dom shoot for me, I'm going to wait and see if Pikey gets a start before doing anything. Um, just, yeah, what plenty, that? Of respect. plenty of respect for Pikey.
0: Yeah, you've got to, don't you? So, yeah, um, yeah I reckon uh, I'll probably be on Dom shoot on the day. Yeah, me too, Cripper. Dom to shoot on top for me. First law, the biggest danger uh have to throw in Champion Philly's winner, Watch Me Dance. She is just so tough. She's basically every time she's racing against Dom to shoot, um, uh, she's beating him home. From gate 1, she's beginning really well at the moment. She's traveling strong. She's uh she's She's so, so tough that um, I think she's going to be the first Philly home. But, again, just recapping, Dom shoot on top. I think he'll win. I agree with Cripper as well. I think positive Paul, Pontiff. He'll be aggressive from the mid-draw, try to take up a midfield running position, um, peel and let him go. He's uh, he's bursting to win the Guineas, I think, Dom shoot First floor, the biggest danger.
3: So we've all got Dom shoot. Well, i have
1: got uh, I've got first law as my value bet yeah. yep. uh, price wise, but um, yeah, if one of those two win, um, I could be a pretty offensive. Especially about, by five by race weather. six,
4: yeah. to be about to confirm it. The southwest lee will start to be blowing, and that three deep
0: line might be the spot to be. Interesting what Chris Nation said about getting out too wide on the turn um, when they're fanning and how that might adversely affect some some of the swoopers as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Alrighty, race seven is the crown perth jungle mist classic listed first leg of the traditional fillies and mares series that goes 12 14 16 18 that runs all the way through to perth cup day and um, to set weights and penalties uh, event and as such the 97 raider flower of war looks almost a weight special doesn't she when for the facts and figures people uh here she gets in with 57 and a half um, has a significant perceived weight advantage um, from a ratings point of view. Over her rival, she's coming out of competing at weight for Age in the Prince of Wales stakes where she was a th- heavily supported $3.80 equal
3: How favourite. Crazy. Yeah. How was that money? Went shiz as well. Mm. Oh,
1: I, I, she did go poorly, Pete but I Who's felt saying, like uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, so two point five lengths. Like, so. Yeah, she's only been two and a half. Simon, I, I think she was, uh, Simon Miller said a post race as well. I think she was just running off her legs at the thousand. I think mm. she's a far better horse at the 1200, a previous start against Indian Pacific. She sat deep the trip and um, kept coming, was super brave. So yeah, massive dropping class, isn't it, Baj? It You're
0: is. going to get a beaten though, aren't you? It yeah. is. I'm going to try to. So just on your 1200 meter um, profile there at Ascot, 12 1200. She's five starts for four wins in mm-hmm. a second. So she's going to be uh, Chris Parnham going back on board. She's going to be makes her own luck, luck out in front. I think yeah, she'll 100%. she'll find the rail. She's the only, only speed horse in the race. The only speed horse in the race gets a map. Gets the weight, it just it looks really obvious, doesn't it? Right, however, going to next race? <laughs> however, I'm gonna try and make a strong case for Tycoon Storm. Um, I know crippa was very confident on her last start, but that was she she's been freshening up since then. But her last two wins, one at Belmont and one at Ascot, have been very high ratings, performances, the times have been there. She carried sixty kilos to that victory last start, and that was it was interesting that they went so hard uh to the 800 um and she just sort of ambled up to them on straightening brad partner was swinging off her and she put them to the sword um like a real class mare on that occasion she's been kept fresh since uh i re- the, the the only real issue for me is the 1200 and whether flower of war is just going to be just that bit too sharp for her at the 1200 for if it was 1400 meters i think tycoon storm was was easily the the, the um would almost start favorite i reckon so but for me i still think from gate two, brad is going to be able to be close enough to flower of war be within striking distance and a uh, bit of freshness for of lindsay smith polish i think tycoon storm can uh, can gun down the white, the white horse flower of war what do you boys think
1: yeah, do you think uh, that Tycoon Storm will will follow Pete's methodology late on a Saturday night and uh, stalk the leader? I think. <laughs> is that yeah? Is that yeah?
0: Is that your thought process there? I, I think Brad Parnum won't. will be pretty keen to keep Brother Chris, younger Brother Chris, in uh, in his sights. That's for sure. Yeah. So um, the only other horse that I'd like to mention is, and I, I don't know whether she's got under my guard as such, but I'm I i did not quite Jerry on how talented Rationale was she was three from three to the last prep and her trial on Monday like it was really really strong I thought Paul Harvey never really let her out of out of first gear wouldn't be surprised to see her run well but I think yeah I think for me it's either going to be flower of war leads kicks and wins or uh tycoon storm stalks and uh and flashes late and I reckon it's going to be tycoon storm
4: yeah when I first sat down to do this race initially I thought flower of war was a real knock uh despite being thrown at the weights. But as I really did the deep dive, I can I can see why she's favourite. She definitely deserves to be favourite. Like you said before, I'm a massive Tycoon Storm fan, but the 1200 is a huge query for me. I've got a feeling that whatever she does on Saturday, she'll really improve as the um, Phillies and mares carnival progresses. What have they got after this? Two more, don't they? There's mm-hmm. 14 in the mile. So 18 as well. And 18. All right, mm-hmm. So, yeah, really look for her. Maybe not Saturday, but... Well, she can definitely win on Saturday, but I feel like she'd be better suited in a fortnight's time. I'm not. I'm don't really want to bet around Flower of War, but definitely not backing her. But I'm going to throw out two at odds. These are really ma- these are real maddies. But the first one, Flower of Scotland, is I love this horse. She she's kind uh, of she really hit like a new career peak. She's been good to you, hasn't she? She has. Last mm. prep, despite being seven, she's. Constantly ridden by inexperienced apprentices with big weights, and she's just the way she used to just beat up. I know there's a highly inferior field sets on Saturday, it was just pretty impressive. I think with a senior jockey going on, drawing one, I'm just really looking forward to seeing how she goes. And if you think that's mad, wait for my next one. But Karajini Aurora went absolutely. <laughs>
1: Hang on, I'm just going to check his temperature for a second. <laughs> Is <this> Daniel Cripps?
4: Christ, <laughs> these
1: aren't $2.50, you realize,
4: mate. went absolutely horrible first up. But look, Kira's on it, so I've heard what happened. So she got galloped on and apparently her leg blew up five times the size that it should have been. So there was excuses there. Now, I know Summer Dixon has a really big opinion of this horse. You've got to be wary of small trainers because they love their horses. But in saying that, Karajini Aurora's got the runs on the board. She sure does, yep. She should have beaten KC in one of the listed three odd races last prep. So if you rule a line through her first up run and there's an excuse, she had that slight mishap. If she's good to go, I just think she'll be any old price on the fair lay. Mm-hmm. And um, and look, I'm obviously biased because I managed Kira and I'll be cheering for her. But yeah, it yeah, be interesting to see what she
3: does on Saturday. Hmm. I've got a couple of, I wouldn't say Maddie's, but uh, I've got a couple of odds as well. I just don't think Flower of War's come back. I just think she's been really disappointing so far this prep. So, uh, yeah, I I hear everything you're saying, and actually, my market has got a marked at basically the same price, but uh, logically, I can't have it, so I end up arguing with the computer and throwing (laughs) it out the window at some point. I always win Mm. because man is more powerful than machine. (laughs) Miss Frost is absolutely hooning. It was. Heavily backed late last start.
1: Speaking of Miss Frost, we got Luke on the show shortly. Exactly.
3: Uh, we'll hopefully, the inside word. Hopefully, we get the a set from uh, one L 30 and it might dictate whether or not I back Miss Frost. But I, I think she's going really well. Looks like she's crying out for the twelve hundred. My Maddie in this race is solid as solid as mm. I think it's going a lot better than forty-one dictates. It's got a really strong set of figures at twelve hundred at Ascot. And drawn gate five may not have to get back to last the but if you can get just that little bit worse in midfield, CJP on board. I think for me that's my best Maddie of the day, or as uh, Luke Dayton myself call
1: him, chubbies. <laughs> is is CJP
3: a passionate rails rider guru?
1: Ah, uh, I wouldn't call him a. I wouldn't call him a rails Romoli passionate. Not the same. Not, not, not in the same. wheelhouse. It doesn't. It doesn't really. matter yeah, the uh, yeah, I cut the, the corner, corner. clean. Yeah, cut that's good. <laughs> not bad, we didn't even yeah. plan that. That's very good. Um, no, um, he doesn't mind a rail. He, he, mm-hmm. he, I think he more than any other jockey in WA, uh, models himself on William Pike and how he rides his horses. So, um, it to me's me, been a horse that likes to wind up into his races and sustain a run. So, whether he's a, a rails in run horse, I'm not sure, but um, Flower Wall for me, this will be the easiest watch of the day, straight to the top. <laughs> Seriously, this is, I don't understand how this isn't sort of sub-even money. This is, uh, this yeah. is a gift, I'd suspect so there's a few gifts today this is this is another one of the gifts we're just gonna keep handing them out but this is a over 1200 meters it's it's thrown in there is no speed in the race gonna go to the top with chrissy parnam on this is all over the only danger for me is lonsdale lady that comes across and lands in the breeze if they if they ride it aggressively um she's untapped and her best runs have all been in her trials or her best runs have been fresh too i
4: can another one. Look, at, look for her in a fortnight's 100%, 100%. time.
1: 100%. We can try and find all these others and all yeah. these ones will be better over 14. But the thing is, this race is over 12. Wow. This <laughs> race is over 1,200 metres. So I'm going to worry about this particular race. And I reckon this particular race, Flare all goes to the top. And um, I won't even watch it. Um, I've already updated my spreadsheet as a win.
4: Yeah, I don't know. At $3.60. I can definitely can see where you're coming from. But I'm yeah, a little bit in Pete's corner. I'm just... She's the thing about her. She's a real. She never rates that well, but she's a real winner, and she sort of sneaks under the guard a little Mm. bit. So, and that's why it's a concern
3: that she hasn't been winning. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, look at the races; or she's or been a
0: part of. She's yeah. been. been you just like to in see some, her like well, yeah, she was yeah, on a winter bottom prep. even yeah. p- even her trials
1: leading up were a yeah. cracking, yeah. right? Though, yeah, yeah, yeah. the the trials are really good. Watch them closely. <laughs> I know the margins; they look great on paper. I can say that four of eight, six of seven. Have a look at the six of seven. She was purposely jagged back to last. Oh yeah, that's right. And, she was. and just sauntered to the line under a stronghold. So um yeah, so I haven't been I haven't been wrong for, for ages. In so. short, we've got an absolute moral, and the
4: rest of us have tipped half the card. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Flower of man. War strong. The guru's bullish. It's good to see him mm-hmm. up <laughs> and about, isn't <laughs> it? Hey? full out of steam. Um, so yeah, the Jungle Miss Classic. Award it to Flower of the, Flower of War already. Get in the queue. So. Well done, um, Chris. Alrighty, here we go. It's the big one, the Group One, Kieran Railway Stakes over the. Time honoured. Ascot 1600 metres, race eight of the day. Terry, hot, coming in hot off uh, Flower of War uh you, have you got similar strong view on the railway stakes
1: stronger actually <laughs> bj that was just warming me up for what's to come so we've already we've already had a chat to the great man and um i reckon they'll be talking to the great man collecting a trophy probably 10 minutes or so after the race as well with inspirational girl but first of all let's uh, let's have a look at the map and see if you guys agree with me um i've got great shot holding up uh from too close to the sun I don't think they'll have desperation to cross and find the fence with too close a to sun. We, we saw a week ago that they allowed him just to amble to the outside of Harry Thomas. Great shots a quicker horse than Harry Thomas, and they were too close to someone's happy just being there. So I don't think there'll be any desperation to try and get across great shot and, um, and find the fence. Um, Galo Chop and dance music are two really interesting runners from a speed map point of view. Um, we had Chris Nation earlier actually say he thinks Galo Chop will get to the top. If he gets Galo Chop to the top, then to the top. that's, uh, that's, that's, that's fair mapping from, um, from Mr. Nation. But, um, I think one of those two will probably have to be planted three wide, um, and be putting pressure on the two leaders. Um, Redcan Man's the one likely to slot in just behind them. And what we know from Redcan Man is, and what I'm expecting from Redcan Man is, they're going to want to use the 53 and a half to get rolling early and make it a real test from the 6700. So I think this race will be on an earnest from about that point from the 6700. Uh, as the horse with the most left attack. Hundred meters or so, fellas. We've got a different map.
0: Question, Terry. Yes. Are you worried about Inspirational Girl being slow out?
1: Uh, I am. Um, one thing that I have learnt... Well, one thing we've seen over the journey from the Cerise and White Runners, especially the ones, the younger ones from the Grant and Alana Williams stable, is they are well educated and they would have I reckon they would have done a fair bit of uh, barrier education work in the last few weeks with Inspirational Girls, so I'm actually expecting her, and when I say this, I'm crossing all my fingers because I've really got no idea, but um, I am um, expecting her to jump a little bit smoother, and as we heard from Pikey earlier, he's not expecting her to settle any closer than probably 8th or ninth here, so um, if we can land in about 8th 1 off, or four, even in the 3 wide line led up by potentially um, Galo Chop. chop. Um, I don't think in her 10 starts to date that she's ever ran. Um, she hasn't run the quickest last two and four in her races. Went back through all the Galaxy. It's funny. I went really deep into this and went back through all the Galaxy Stars runs and lead-ups into it. She's a near-identical horse. I think Galaxy Star might be a stronger horse to inspirational girls still, but Galaxy Star had to beat a fit material man, had to beat um, a flying gadding, um, had to do it from an impossible position on the bend. So I don't know if this race has as much depth, um, but she profiles to me as your railway stakes winner with a little bit of luck in running, of course.
3: Pete? This race compared with last year is chalk and cheese. Yeah. Like, what even is this field? It's a Group 3 race. Really?
1: Oh, hang on. Here we oh. go.
3: No, I'm, I'm not even Here joking. Go. Like, In, in all honesty, this race compared with last year's edition, which compared with previous year's edition, it feels like every year we're getting a weaker and weaker race. There was a horse in the field that ran enormous last year called Platoon, and this is far, far easier than any of the opposition that's meeting this year around. I thought Platoon was enormous first up, up against Taxigano when it settled rails and run, cold rail, and it fought out the finish. Last start, if it gets the run that KC gets, I think it wins the race. It only got clear with about 150 metres left. It still runs the second fastest last 200 of the event. Wait for age. Wait for age. Back onto the minimum. I know Brad wanted to get off to ride KC, which is a little bit interesting for me. Again, we're we're talking about a lot of lead-up races that have been slowly run. KC, for mine, has been blessed in all of her career starts so far. She's yet to post a genuine figure. This race does not look anything other than being hard-run genuine, proper tempo.
1: She's the big weight swing, negative weight swing horse yeah. too. She meets what was it B J Redcan man four and a half. She meets yep. Platoon five. Is it yep. yeah? Just the um. weight swings on her. She's the one I've got out the door in my personal market. Um, and we, we should touch on Stevie Parnham as well. Absolutely mm. horrid news midweek with Stevie falling off. Powerful, I think. It yeah, was. powerful. Yes. Uh, yeah. On Wednesday he fractured a collarbone. Yeah, um, among other things, ribs. Among ribs, other things, ribs, yeah. etc. So uh, thoughts with Stevie Parnham on that. Horrid timing. Um, it's a. Bummer, a real it's, bummer, it's It's yeah. huge, yeah. It's, it's a bummer for the horse as well because I don't think anyone gets along. I mean, Pete talks about how well KC, well, how KC's probably been blessed a little bit. Steve's also given that horse, um, given her ten out of 10 nearly yeah, every time he completely. sat on. It's so, almost been
3: like a case of Stevie parnum has been riding the entire of KC's prep. He's yeah. been riding KC. No matter any other horse he's been riding, it's almost like he's thinking of KC. It's a bit like Hugh Bowman with yeah. Winks in a way. Yeah, he's been building that relationship. Everything has been about getting that horse to its grand mm-hmm. final, and they've done it so well. Um, the Parnham family with that horse, so it must be a major consideration. The map for it as well is very questionable in my point of view.
1: I've marked it close to 20 to 1 here, yeah. So I've I'm, got a double I'm, figures. Yeah. I think we've
3: all got a double figures, really. Yeah, yep. yeah, except for BJ. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a <laughs> quite who's going to replace point. Steve Jason. Yeah, I'm looking here now, yeah, it, it looks it's still Brown. vacant, but I imagine Jason Brown has to be in the yep. hot seat. Yeah. Did you make the phone call, Crip?
4: No, nah, i didn't i um oh for starters Neville doesn't give me a hate when i try <laughs> I, probably, I didn't think it'd be the right i'm not that insensitive i wasn't going to give him a call and he's probably at the hospital with his, uh, yeah. his Dave. so yeah. i thought I'd, if he wanted to cure he could uh give me a buzz but yeah i wasn't expecting to jump on I imagine Jason Brown's ridden the Perth Cup for him. I'm pretty yeah,
0: sure. he has. Yeah, he was, yep, absolutely. So I imagine KC will be just following whoever rides KC will be following Inspirational Girl and Pikey everywhere, trying to tail him. everywhere. Them. And then I imagine Platoon will sort of be sort of wedged yeah. in there in a similar line.
3: The problem for me with all of those backmarkers is if the tempo is really genuine, yeah, they could well and truly be gassed at the six hundred, scrubbed completely out of their brains. Too close to the sun was so enormous last week; it was beyond enormous. It's got Lindsay Smith just written all over it, complete setup. It's been running monster figures in Victoria. Here it is, just going to be able to follow across either Red Can, man. Galo Chop will come across, dance music. It's just going to get that trail across, put itself wherever it wants to in the first four runs, and it'll just be strong going to the line. I've got a mark $4.20. For me, the main danger, look, I've already been speccing on Platoon in, in futures markets, inspirational girl. Yep, completely agree. That's the horse I'll be saving on. One horse at odds and complete maddie, but I am not losing on this galloper, is material man.
1: Oh, Peter.
3: First up, Jay Warwick. Jeez. He just does special things, this mm. horse in this combination. P. Harvey on the board. As a well.
1: setup. I know it was a different yeah, trainer. I, I know, I know. A... But
3: I thought the trials had been progressively getting better as well. I thought the first mm. trial was okay, second trial was solid. It looks like a little bit of a setup. The horse is too good to ignore if it's at its best. So at 50 to 1, you, you don't have to expend much to find out so that's a uh, a for me. Too, I reckon. yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree it's drawn inside um
0: uh, um red can man as well so yeah.
3: speaking of big figures though there's really only one horse in the field gallo chop for me is gone so it's not even worth talking about but Kemantari, it's best figures over race it's been a lot of high profile high pressure races over east race. Is it any possibility of Chris Parnham on board from gate one? I just one. Th- the thing about Kemantari for me is that
4: it's obviously draw Barry one, so it's going to be on that rails in run line. I reckon great shot capitulates at the top of the yeah, straight, yeah. and it's going to take an absolute ripper ride to get off the fence at That's the right completely time. Fair. When That's I started really doing good. the it's race, I yeah. thought about like I wanted to try and find it, see if I could find Kemantari
3: to run a place, and uh, but that yeah, just it just looks sick feet all over it. So they wanted to be positive last start that's why I ended up three wide without cover they wanted to actually utilise the, the race. I yeah it was still good yep. um, for Kevin Tari. I mean it is Kementari mm-hmm. it's probably Especially one of those Kevin. where you're getting like the double figures you probably just chop it neutralise it you don't have to but I probably will yeah. for my own sanity
1: I'm absolutely gutted on this race. I was really upset that Too Close to Sun, I've been backing horses for the last month or so, and I've, I've got a reasonable-looking book here. I was really upset that Too Close to Sun has stamped himself as a as a major player here, and I've got so much respect for a horse that can do it at both ends. Like With the 53, rolls forward. As I said, I'm hoping Galo Chop, then red cam man I'm hoping horses are really taking him on, and he's never won below a mile. I mean, the only two times he's been below the mile were as maidens when he was beaten on both occasions, but he's come back at different yeah. type of horse and he is my great worry. He is my great worry and I think he is my only worry to be honest. Well, we don't right. know his ceiling
0: just yet, do we? He's on a steep incline so we'll see what yeah. he's made of on so down the
3: 18 back to 16, it looks a genuine proper 16. Like there's no sort of like good project. There's no, what no. was well, the other thing that gathering, we are in road? Um, yeah, gathering. Oh. Yeah,
0: you know, um, oh. you know what, you know the beauty of this horse is, is that the pressure will be going on a fair way yeah. from home so if you're not within that that you know that elastic band, band. Yep. uh then f- good luck because yep. this horse is fit he's in form he's got no weight and uh they'll be taking no prisoners El yep. smith and uh yep. joey has a party so um, crack cracking decision i reckon, he, the I reckon he's going to be um very heavily supported yep. on the day as well yeah yep. so do i no, um, it's, uh,
4: yeah i'm i'm with the, uh the two close to sun camp so um i've got two queries first one i'm contradicting myself here because I wrote off the Phillies in the guineas about the seven-day backup on the heavy track. But he looked, A, he did it in a canter and B, looks like he loves the wet ground. So not too concerned about that. The other concern is I'm not sure. We're not sure yet if he's at, as effective on the dry tracks. But I don't think he's not. It's just we're not sure yet. So, but yeah, other than that, he looks like scales of justice all over. The lightly raced Lindsay Smith galloper. I've marked him and Inspirational Girl $4.20 favorite. So, we'll obviously be backing too close to Sun. Now, Inspirational Girls is just under 4 bucks currently. So, mm. 3 dollars maybe. Look, when I get pike that close to my market, I almost just say near enough is good <laughs> yeah, yeah. enough. But I just want to <laughs> save because up, and up, up, I won't get I a deal with Terri <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, in the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> so, you know, three ninety. I could easy I could easily make her 4 bucks, and yeah, I don't get the to backpike that up, and so I don't think I want to be losing on inspirational girl and I know it's boring because they're the top two in the market but you know at 380 and six bucks it's an easy yeah there's enough juice in there to back and save Definitely. as a two horse player so mm-hmm. but yeah really looking forward to Too close son just rolling forward under his own steam he won't get there you know in the first 100 or 200 meters but he'll get there eventually and yeah he's uh he's an exciting horse on the up and yeah good luck to joey and his
0: manager Colin Allen, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast, absolutely, yeah. So, uh, for me, I am I'm just going to have to just stick with my man, Red Can Man. I've been uh, tracking him all prep the race he's been set for has been the the railway stakes and trying to get him in as close to the minimum as possible he had a couple of gut busters to kick off his preparation he ran third in a very slowly run asian bow stakes behind the favorite inspirational girl and the likely second favorite mm-hmm. too close to the sun he um he, he showed like he was just about back towards his best in the away uh, Age lestia Shawnee mcgrati he wasn't happy with the tempo put him into the race early Um, looked like he was probably going to win there for a stride or two. And then KC, who happened to um, follow Kimitari in the race and pulled out and just let rip late, and she was just too good for him on the day. That was 59 kilos drops to 53 and a half fitter again he gets a really good map i reckon he's just going to come back in the back about, too close to sun yeah i, I yep. imagine that's that's, yep, the that's horse. a good back mm. the major query which everyone will be will be discussing is whether he can uh whether he can sustain a high pressure mile um which we don't know because mm. the only mile he contested was a very low pressure wa guineas last year however the wa guineas was War Saint one but we didn't get to – he um, he passed away, I think, War sense so we didn't get mm. to see what he was capable of. Second was KC. They walked in. Uh, they weren't – yeah, Um Third was Red Can Man. I think fourth Superstorm. was Superstorm. Mm. It was a really good addition. sixth. Uh, yeah, I think Montalina. Montalina was even in the race as well. First up. Yeah. <laughs> no truck. So, um Did Montalina cost any horse the race? I <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. Um, so th- there is – Knocked over K-So. Red Can Man is yet to do it uh, under these these extreme circumstances, these high-pressure situations, over a mile, over 14 different stories, 14 figures uh, are really, really good. I just think that, um, that I've got a lot of faith in this horse, Red Can Man. He's going to look the winner at some stage. I think we're just going to find out just how good he is. Yeah, on Saturday, yeah. this is his grand final and I expect him, I'd be very surprised if he doesn't run top three and I expect him to go really, really close. Yeah. He, he was
4: yeah. my third pick and uh, it was interesting, I listened to the... the three favourites in order. <laughs> <you>? Yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? i <laughs> have just tip Jr. or and, uh, and yeah, yeah, otherwise so I'm I on you about that. But that uh, so I listened to Paddy Carberry's interview on uh, Tab Radio and it was I liked how he said the winner of the railway is normally a horse that can run further than a mile because <laughs> it's normally such a high-pressure affair. So yeah, like everyone, like you said, I'm... Slight Queer and Red Can Man at the trip. But, yeah, definite danger if I'm backing the top two in the market.
3: It's funny you mentioned fitness because all my spies on course over the last couple of months have basically been saying that Red Can Man is not fully fit. Like he's three runs off, three runs off, two runs off, one run off. Should be cherry ripe. I think Wolfie's just been like going really back into his bag of tricks, I think, for this galloper, And it's just like, right, how can we get this horse spot on on the day? I think more than any other horse, he's going to be the horse that will peak on the day.
1: I want to know more about your spies on
3: course.
0: Have we got? Well, there we go. Well, they got must be. They must be. They must be good spies because that's that's about right. I can't reveal my
3: sources. Uh, that's about right. They go to the go to the grave. So it's
0: a, yeah, it's not a um, vintage edition of the Railway Stakes, but there oh, is, I- there is plenty of there is plenty of. Um, variables here
1: I think and there's yep. plenty
0: of plenty of talent I, I think just a lot of it's just not cemented yet like, we just don't know what some of these horses are capable this of could yet. end up being a great railway it could stay, be it's in really time good. looking at
1: what inspirational girl and, and too close to sun and, and even KC do it in years um, in to come Red Cam Man as well in years to come you know, he's to a go good
0: horse. Of, yeah, yeah he's a good horse he's like Cup Knight's a good horse. He just had he got galloped on last start, which ruined his prep. Oh, and just, yeah. truly great is a really, really good horse. So like
1: this this could be, but we just don't know yet. That's one horse sorry I wanted to touch on. If Truly Great drew a gate, I would have tipped Truly Great here. I would have, I would have jumped off my longstanding inspirational girl investment. Truly Great travels better with cover than any horse in Western Australia. They go neg ten lengths, travels mm. truly. They go plus ten lengths, they travels truly. It's a horse that just travels truly. I'm aware it's called truly great. It's a truly great traveler, BJ. Mm. Um but from the gate, I, it was interesting hearing Bob after the barrier draw. He said they're looking at potentially rolling across and trying to find a spot on speed. If he can find a spot three-wide line behind Galo Chok, Look out! he just yeah. travels so smoothly. Yeah. So just from a personal point of view, I've been playing this race for a long time. If one of Kementari, KC, or... Um, or a platoon win this race and um, material man the, or, or material man i'm <laughs> talking about actual chances send a, defib- <laughs> send a defibrillator in my way because i'll about be too in, close um, to sun i saved already oh, didn't I didn't didn't it. Bucks, yeah. yeah i had grave fears of t- and i marked it shorter so uh if one of the others win then I've, I've done the equivalent of about 40 units when you shouldn't be doing more than 10 a race so <laughs> just um yeah just come and just cuddle me that's I'm going to ask just a little hug So we'll have to
0: move out a bit further than than close. I'd be clearing out, yeah. Close to the Raffles. I'd be be clearing out.
1: North. North, North. Where where will I be living? where where will you be uh, living? uh, That little bridge you probably (laughs) lost. I was going to say, if if, if
3: Platoon salutes, though, it'll be fine. Like, you can just come to my mansion. It'll be great. (laughs) Platoon,
1: please. Rent a room. (laughs) Yeah. All right, guys, final tips. Inspirational girl. Red can man for me.
4: Too close
3: to sun. Yeah, too close to sun.
1: Okay, BJ, uh, what time of the day is it? Uh, Terry,
0: it is Get Out Steaks time, S-T-E-A-K-S. Last week, Terry, you struggled with that a little bit, but that's okay. The extremely popular Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Caneyvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show, Swing Past and Say good day. Timmy and his team will take care of you. Congratulations to last week's winner, Stuart Divertini Disco Stews 0.7 zero length prediction was almost the exact of the official 0.69 length margin for Naughty by Nature in the heavy nine uh, at Ascot last Saturday. So congratulations, Stu. Now to enter this week's get out stakes, uh, race nine at Ascot on Saturday, hit us up at Twitter at, uh, on Twitter at the one one pod, who you think will win race nine, a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, and remembering the Sam White rule first in, best dressed but before we get to race 9 we have a very special guest our last guest of the show terry
1: it is our last uh, last guest Def- definitely not the uh the least important you've already got him there mr mr luke fernie how are you yeah good boys how are you yeah good mate good uh what you were just telling us where where are you at the moment
5: i've uh, tucked me tail between my legs and i'm driving home from northern um after the horse run a furlong last so i've had a pretty good day
0: <laughs> You need to drop into uh, the Mundaring. Uh, might uh, might help ease um, ease the pain. Ease the pain. Mm. Yeah, I might,
5: have to, but, I might have to eat the scraps off the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it uh, was it unlucky in the run? Was that car combo. Oh,
5: no, there was no luck. That was bad about it. It was just
1: horrible. Uh, okay. Ah, that's what you want to hear going forward, so a bit, a bit of promise. So Anyway, on a more promising note, let's discuss. You've got two runners in on, uh, just the two runners, I think? Yeah, just the two runners in on Saturday. Uh, firstly, we've already gone past uh, um, the Jungle Mist, but you've got Miss Frost. Any chance?
5: Uh, yeah, if she gets the right run, she will be, but obviously a mm-hmm. sticky barrier, so that doesn't help our cause on Saturday, and there's some pretty smart ones in it where she doesn't meet well on the weights as well.
3: Luke, looking at Miss Frost as a horse, 1,000 metres up to the 1,200, she does look like she's a little bit more mature so far, this preparation. The 1,000 metres was her go in previous preps, but all of a sudden, the 1,200, that has to be more in her favour, though, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, she's probably relaxed a little bit more in you know, her mannerisms this time around, which helps out a hell of a lot. Her last two of sort of looked to the eye that she needs 1,200 and sort of had it in the back of my mind to go to this race oh, probably a month ago and... It sort of didn't pan out the way I would have liked. If we had have drawn a barrier, I would have been super confident. But the barriers sort of dampened my mood on Tuesday Arvo for both horses when um, when i seen where they're drawn.
1: Is Mitchell uh, pretty bullish, is he? don't often see Mitch getting down to the 55.
5: No, he doesn't muck around, mate. He, ride, he could ride 54 if you wanted him to. <laughs> <laughs> he just wouldn't be able to eat for three or four days beforehand and sit in the sauna for 20 hours.
1: That's uh, your sort of lead-up to a railway stakes, isn't it?
5: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, then we move on to the last. Uh, not more importantly, but uh, I'm definitely interested to hear your thoughts on Pims Royale. Nominated for the railway is the third emergency. I was disappointed that I didn't get to see your uh, your lovely head on the, um, the live barrier draw on Sky Thoroughbred Central on Tuesday. Um, but let's presume we're probably not going to get a start in that race. Uh, how are we looking heading towards the Carbine Club?
5: I was actually thinking he was going to get a run in the railway. I thought maybe three of them might get a foot abscess Friday night. <laughs> I'm pretty confident he'll be starting there, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: so, but no, he's, he's going to go around nobbling go well, horses, are you?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going around kicking some shins on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody would miss me jumping over the fence, but I might leave a dent there. But So, he, how's, he, how's, P- well. how's Pim's going, Luke? Yeah, he's going really well. Really well, taking the bar plate, uh the pad off. Sorry, and he's back to his normal shoeing and whatnot. So everything's going well for him.
0: Sharpened him up in a mid-prep trial. Did you get everything that you wanted to out of out of that hit out?
5: Yeah, yeah. We wanted to give him a good blowout because he, um, I put him on the paddock in the paddock. Sorry for a week after the northern run, and we thought we'd just blow the cobwebs out.
1: Was Akira uh, unavailable for the ride? Was she?
5: No, nah, no, nah, she wasn't. But Mitchell's won nine times on him out of his ten wins. So I think that's a fair enough reason. What do you think, Terry?
1: No, I think that's a, I think that's a good one. I just got Cribber sitting next to me, so I was just trying to stir you up and start a start a blue on air. But um, what's the plan from the gate from barrier nine? It can be a bit sticky. Doesn't look like there's a huge amount of speed in the race. Uh, I don't know how deep you've had a look at it as yet. Um, the plan will probably be with Pims just to let him find his feet and uh, and work into it. Or Pete Anthony's is currently making a little push forward type symbol. Do you want to see him roll forward, Pete?
3: I think there's enough. Backmarkers in this race that it can settle just worse than midfield. I think mm. Pim's Royale is an absolute. I can't say the M word. Luke Fernie, on a scale of one to five, how many, <laughs> how many bets are you going to have at Pim's Royale on the day? Uh, zero. Really?
5: I, I've, I've never once had a bet on him. The whole time we've had him, I've never had a cent on him. So I'm not starting on on
3: Saturday (laughs) alright well it's a complete launch job for me I think he's an absolute out and out not certainty but I think at the price it's an outstanding bet to have
1: responsibly
5: if you're confident I'm confident good
1: what about Terry are you bullish um, I'm not bullish. I've got him shorter than his current mark, though. Um, so it's, it's just a, a speed. It's just a speed map for me. I don't want to steal Crips under here because this is one that Crips's pretty keen on. elsewise. we'll wait till Luke's off the phone before he talks another one up to you. <laughs> I think. But uh, um, Terry's got
5: no idea anyway. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh no, I'm expecting Pimps to run a, a good race. But uh I think I think to win the race they might need to be somewhat aggressive early and find a spot midfield with cover and Mitch is gonna have to ride a little jam. I'm just worried how he's gonna be feeling that late in the day with the fifty five kilos. He might be uh he might be a little bit sleepy. Yeah, we might have
5: to give him a beer or
0: something before you to perk him up. So so Luke Uh, We just did the intro to the Get Out Stakes, and obviously the Carbine Club is race nine on the program. You'll be locking in Pims Royale as your Get Out Stakes selection. What about a a margin, mate? Two decimal places for Pims in the last.
5: I will go three lengths. I reckon. I don't (laughs) want to go any. I don't want to go any shorter than that because if he's going to do a proper job, he's going to do it. Do
1: it well. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, thanks for joining us uh, on the podcast. Uh, you're one of our uh, one of our first guests after Crip. Actually, you might have been our second guest mm-hmm. after Crip. So we appreciate your support over the journey. Uh, good luck with Miss Frost and with Pims Royale in the last. I am sure we will see you uh, at the Stone Muller's for a frothy throughout proceedings. And before
0: you before you go, Luke, we've had a couple of listeners. Uh, private message us and uh, even text messages saying that uh, the, the 1-1, the boys at the 1-1 or the team at the 1-1, the collective, should uh, should get a uh, mm. horse to race in the 1-1 colors and um, and apparently Terry was telling me that perhaps uh, one Luke Fernie might be selected as a trainer and might be looking for a tried horse that we might be able to get a few lads into. Yeah,
5: that sounds like a plan to me. I mean... I bought some pretty handy ones so i hope the next one i buy isn't a dud but uh we'll, we'll see
1: we'll see how we go all right mate good luck on saturday and as i said we'll um i reckon we'll see you around the traps to uh, have a couple of celebratory beers after you're to double
2: yeah
1: goodie, goodie. so to finish off a massive
0: railway stakes day it's the carbine club of wa stakes listed 1400 meters we know Pete's thoughts. He is super keen on Pim's Royale. Luke Verney thinks he's going to win by a conservative margin of three lengths. However, our man, Daniel Cripps, very confident on one who we haven't discussed just yet. Gripper, what do you reckon?
4: Yes, I reckon we well, are. Uh, deep breath. You know, the sniper's
1: serious when the deep breath comes out first. This
4: has got a cat and wheel in, on the 1st of February <laughs> written all over it. We're saving the best till last. So. I'll be heavily invested in number nine, Laborod. Now, his last start on the eye was a little bit disappointing, but he didn't, he never really settled. It was on a day where I reckon cover was suited. But if you just put a line through that last run, I reckon his last eight or nine runs have probably been good enough to win this race. So I just think he's head and shoulders consistently above this field. The winkers come off. I'm not a, I'm not a big gear change man. And Terry, I was talking to you last night on the phone, and you weren't too sure about it. But I, just, I ran some numbers, and winkers off first time, winkers off in general, didn't seem to be such a negative thing. So that hasn't
1: swayed me. I also, I just found it very odd. This deep into uh, 15 starts in the career, I think the winkers have been on for the majority of that. See, last start, he pulled a little bit hard and raced a little bit fiercely, but that was because he missed the kick, worked to the breeze, and he ha- and then he tried to settle once he got but there. If, but
0: if he didn't go there, he was going to be three wide, no yeah, cover. 100%. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm not blaming the wrong. No, no, that, but that's, that's, what, that's yeah, what
1: happened. That's yeah. what he had to yeah. do. And then that's why he raced fiercely because he sort of missed it a bit and then he had to be worked. And then you're asking, the horses don't have brakes. That's the thing. They don't have an accelerator and a brake pedal. That's the thing. So I just found that a really odd move to to remove the the Winkers in um, in that sense. I think they should have just left them on and gone with what's been tried and tested now. And as Cripp said, yeah, um, what would have won the race from his previous six, seven starts? Even that last run probably doesn't go far from the. Race yeah, it easy, wasn't.
4: Yeah. yeah, it wasn't too bad. So, yeah, look, I'm, you know, winkers off, winkers on. I'm not. I don't really have an opinion on that. I'll uh, the trainers know more about me with gear changes, so I'll leave that in their capable hands. Now, as we touched on before, there's not a lot of speed in this race. So Laborod's got good tactical speed. He'll roll forward. Whether he leads, I'm not sure. He might. He will sit in the first four somewhere, and. Yeah, to be honest, I'm just really, really keen. So if you flick, if I'll quickly flick through the markets, he's favourite. He's actually come in a little, he's been trickling in all day. The local agency went up 550, which was, in my opinion, an absolute error. But you're probably going to get that when (laughs) they're putting their odds up before the race book comes out. So I don't think they've done a heap of form. Um, oh, <laughs> Sorry, Brad. That's a
1: little snipe. <laughs> oh, <look. isn't>
4: its <laughs> it a little snipe So he's
1: got the whip out. The wild west is here. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you got Festival Miss, second favourite, who is coming up. Two weeks ago was scratched with a hoof issue. So, you know, pike in the last is going to be a thing. But there's a slight query over her. I agree with Pete. Pims is the biggest danger in my opinion. But drawn barrier nine, he's a get-back horse in a slowly run race. Does... A few things wrong, so he potentially could be a saver for me. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. And then, flows fourth on the market, and I, don't, I actually don't really have a knock on fly. I just don't, I can't find uh, him as a horse. So yeah, I'm not really sure to much add much more there. But, and then on the fifth line, you've got so
0: you're just doing a power of deduction,
5: really, aren't you? I man? am exactly. Yeah. Then
4: you've got a uh, Nerf Boss yep. yeah, Nerf
5: Bosk who yeah. Yeah.
4: is on Perth Cup prep, and he's his fifth favourite. I just. Yeah, really think Layrod looks heavily suited here and uh, by far my best of the day. And no matter what happens between races one and eight, if he wins, I'll be winning for the day. I like that. It's a good
5: structure.
1: Mm, I that's me I'll done. be in that much trouble by race nine <laughs> that I'm going, Crip, I hope you have a winning day right now. <laughs> I would absolutely tell you. No strong opinion. Um, labor odds. I agree with everything Crip said and the reason I couldn't come at Pims was a Matt point of view. So labor odds clearly on top for me, but um, probably not to the same degree as Crip. But a lot of that's with the winkers coming off for me as well. But um, yeah, no strong opinion here. Labor on top.
3: It just looks like a walking race to me. Mm. They bunch up on the turn momentum horses, getting into the three wide line, running line, coming around the corner, inside all completely cast, something flashing down the outside, strong horse, Pims Royale, four length margin. And um, (laughs) the horse I'll be saving on is Festival Miss. I've been waiting for this horse to re-emerge. It was scratched a couple of times. Uh, Might've just been the once with that hoof issue, but it's probably a touch short for me, considering it was running around at 20 to one last start or first up. Um, Certainly wasn't suited, but it has a really, really strong track distance figure, and second up last prep, it ran in a very strong race. So I'm just respecting the fact that Pike's jumping back on board. It could just be one of those where it's too obvious to be true. Mm. At huge odds, the other horse that maps incredibly well and has been racing in very good form is Bad Wolf.
1: Are you going to expand on that? or No. No? Okay. Not fair losing enough. on it. No, Mark, at 31,
3: enough. it's currently 40-1. to 1. Oh, there you go. It's over. Fractional odds, one D we haven't, I haven't been able to pull him up, shrimpy, so far. He's, he hasn't said anything like fours or something bizarre like that. Is, that, is
1: that the other reason you came on to try It
3: was.
0: Uh, uh, Beach, which way are you looking here? Yeah, I'm with Pete. Um, Festival Miss, for me, just, uh, just trusting the Williams camp to have uh, – sorry, the Durant camp, rather, to have her um, back off a setback. I really feel she's coming out of a hot race first start where she was sort of untested late if if the race pans out like pete suggested with the with the sort of um back off a genuine sort of a bit of a steady tempo and they are swooping like this has got this got festival miss written all over it festival miss did um uh towards the end of her prep last prep she just She took another step, I felt, like another Mm. step uh, forward. Uh, That win at Belmont where she gunned down Gates of Babylon, that was – that was mm. significant. I thought, uh, if Adam Durant and uh, his stay will have Festival Miss right, she can take it right up to Laverod. But Laverod definitely the horse to beat. It's
1: funny, Festival Miss and Laverod actually met last campaign. Uh, I think with the same weight differential they have now, Laverod won by a couple of lengths. And on the surface of that, you would say that Laverod was the far superior run. But Festival Miss, while she took the rails the entirety of the journey, mm-hmm. she never had any cover. Like she was hunting the whole way up, the whole way up. The whole way up, and there's something to be said for having a horse's back and being given a toe into it. Um, but the big thing that Crip pointed out before, and to be honest, Festival Miss was going to be my on top selection until Crip actually pointed out to me yesterday we had a quick chat that, um, the, the month between runs, because of an issue, just worries me how strong yeah. should be second up at the end of 1,400 metres. So, um, Pete, uh, I think you guys have nailed it on the head. I, th- I think the winner comes from Laverotte or Pims Royale, and I'm um, looking forward to the battle. But to be honest, if I'm having a good day by this stage, I'll just about stay out and um, and hope that we can see an errant Luke Fernie. because I reckon we'll see an errant Luke Fernie if he wins a listed Carbine Club.
0: Oh. Uh, good luck to Pete McCormick. He's a part owner in Flow as well. Uh, ran second in this race last year. Um, He's got to be a top three chance again, I think. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that brings the preview to a close. It's been a long one. But (laughs) uh, before we uh, part ways, we need to give our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day and our Maddies. Okay. We just finished up with Daniel Cripps, very bullish uh, in the get-out stakes. So I'll throw it over to Crippa to lead us off with our Betfair Best betting propositions he coined the phrase and now he's going to take us out on our uh one year anniversary episode hasn't it it has what have you got kripper yeah no
4: surprise but my best betting proposition of the day is labor in the last
1: uh my best of the day is inspirational girl whoa in the railway in the railway stakes in the group one a group one performer in a group one race
3: pete acromantula
1: Whoa.
3: Save Shan talk. I, I think, think it's I just an outstanding Dutch bet.
1: not going to do Save Shan um, One thing that I thought about that, have you ever that song from Pendulum? Tarantula? That's oh, what yeah, that yeah, song yeah, makes yeah. me think about every time I read its name. <laughs> wow, weird. Yeah, it's flashbacks r- to all sorts of yeah. madness back yeah, in the day. I imagine it yeah. would for you. Yeah. 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 It it didn't take you for I a drum and bass man, Terry. It? Yeah, it's just that particular song that tickles my fancy. Yeah, and that gets me going. Yeah. In the right mood. The ones that I
0: like are probably a bit. A bit on the short side actually so uh, they and of course Western Empire is a doubtful starter in the ratings race so uh could so if, he, if Western Empire gets a start in the ratings race he will obviously yeah he looks just about immoral but from a betting point of view I didn't think there was as much between come right back and midnight blue as mm. the market suggests therefore I had them rate rated just about equally that being the case I think come right back is my bet fair best betting proposition of the day
1: before we move on I just want to give you a little plug cuz your best betting proposition of the day has been red hot the last um, the last period of time um, so a lot of respect for that and that's a that's a reasonable price one too I reckon we'll see it nice 5 6 bucks late on bet fair so yeah. hold off if that's oh. the one you're going to jump on
0: thanks thanks for that no,
1: Terry that, that's okay thanks mate it's taken me 52 episodes but I've given you a compliment
0: <laughs> and now we we work our way into madness territory or uh, as Pete likes to call them
1: the chubbies
0: chubbies so what have you got for us Pete uh, actually you did throw out quite yeah, a bit yeah, on, the, yeah. on the during the show you're but what, the, what are you settled on in the back half one chubby
3: uh, ooh, I have to pick one no no you're right Go oh okay on. yeah we um, can do whatever we like really solid as a in race seven, and I'm already on Miss Frost as well, but uh, Solid dazzle I thought was the best at a little bit of value if you're going a little bit wide, if you're entertaining something a little bit, bit around the edges. as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, I might get triple figures. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Nothing better than
1: that. Yeah. yeah, it'll be out the
3: door. My best bet at triple figures was a Steve Wolf horse. You'll probably remember it, Mr. Utopia. Oh. Ran around third up, I remember. It was $120 on the fair, and I thought this horse has improved about five lengths here. It loomed and ran third. It was the Carbon Club. Yep, 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 and um, I'm pretty sure all the subscribers almost shut themselves that day because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think one of the messages was, "I don't think I've ever seen that much green on a screen before." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very good. Well, this could be on the same day.
1: Yeah. On the same day, about three years later. Here we this go. This could be a new story. You can tell except one with a better ending because that was pretty ordinary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon uh, I'm going to go, even though I'm very keen, Flair, or as I said, I've got Lonsdale Lady at 12 bucks. So Lonsdale Lady, it's very close to that $20 mark. So um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with, with the lady for Kieran. My friend, friend of the podcast, Kieran McDonough. Kripper. Uh I'm going to go. you, you got this, a few
4: of them today. Yeah. No, nah, just the one I'm... Yeah, I'm e- heavily uh, biased to Kira, so I'm going to go race 7 Carajini Karajini-Aurora. If you forgive her last start where she got galloped on and you look back to when she you know, was a moral beat behind KC, that's good form. So 35 bucks at the moment,
0: you probably see better than that on the day. She can be my Maddie. Very good. My Maddie for the day, I'm going to stick with the Team Wolf thing. We've had a, had a good week, Team Wolf, over the last, uh, last period of time. My Maddie is Bragwell in we the going. WA yeah. Guineas. He is currently forty-six dollars best available. He was beaten just over a length in the Faritha Stakes. He was probably a bit stiff not to finish a bit closer on that occasion. Blinkers on. Gate three has galloped strongly during the week, which you could view on Twitter actually. And uh, I think he's going to run a mighty race at a huge price.
1: I actually wanted to mention that one before, BJ. And that's a really good, um, that's really good value comparatively to a horse like Dom de Shoot. Dom de Shoot was a better run on the day by yep. about a length, but Bragwell draws a better gate, has the shades going on, and I mean to see one at four dollars eighty and one at forty six bucks, there probably shouldn't be as big a differential. So uh, I'm picking up what you're putting down, BJ. All right, so. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a red
0: can man, railway stakes, brag, well, WA oh, guineas. It's got, well, <laughs> there's <laughs> got to yeah. be a few red cans murdered oh, by, oh, here, by the uh, the Wolfgang on, uh, on Saturday and Sunday, that's for sure. But uh, Terry, uh, thanks Cripper for coming on. Thanks, Pete, Pleasure. for uh, for
1: joining us and welcome back from,
0: from Melbourne. Anytime. Uh, Terry, over to you to
1: take us out. Well, this has been one of the, the lengthier sessions, as expected. I think a few people put in the overs and unders at about 17 hours. I think it might have been deck, actually, 11 or 17 hours as the uh, the overs and unders for the length of podcast. But um, I hope you've uh, stuck with us for this long. Uh, I just want to thank everyone that's listened to us and uh, supported us over the last 52 weeks. We've appreciated all of the messages um, and all of the support we've got out at the track. And um, it's, it's made our, well, not our job, but it's made doing this a lot easier knowing that we have a few listeners a few people are actually interested in what we're saying so thank you to everybody um in that sense um we love doing this and we're gonna continue to do it and hopefully we're celebrating week 104 in um railway stakes 2021 when inspiration all goes back to back <laughs> thank you to all of our guests once again you've all been tremendous um is there a, f- is there a futures market out for that already oh there will be a week after the race 365 actually <laughs> the only ones that do it yeah yeah you can't bet with them because they're a bunch of cockheads so um <laughs> oh, hey, I've lost my train of thought here. Thank you to all of our guests once again. We'll keep on uh, trying to lift our game in that sense. Uh, we've got Winterbottom Stakes, Kingston Town coming up in the next couple of weeks, so I'm sure we'll have some um, some big names to follow. Thanks today as well to Chris Nation. Uh, Luke Fernie and who was the other bloke we had on I forget his name William Pike sorry William Pike sorry, just William. Uh, just snagged a cheeky William Pike on the podcast whatever uh, so thank you to those guys again for, uh, for coming on today thoroughly appreciate how candid you are with your horses um, and their chances and obviously the track thank you to all of our sponsors over the journey um, you've all been tremendous um, and it allows us to do what we do and most importantly thank you to our producer Jen we don't give her enough credit uh, she's amazing she puts this nine hour package together and gets it to you guys in about two hours so um, she works tirelessly every week to do so. Guys, Peter, BJ, Cripper thank you again for today. It's been uh, lovely sitting out, looking over the, uh, the water of the, the Canning River uh, at the Raffles. So I reckon we're going to go downstairs and have a couple more now just to uh, really warm ourselves into railway day. Make sure you get out there. Pretty sure everyone besides BJ who has child on way. So actually, that's probably the most important thing just to... Uh, yeah, a little clap coming from Pete there. Good luck to uh, to BJ in the uh, in the coming period of time um, with child on way. But uh, make sure you uh, you get out there this Saturday. Enjoy what is Perth's number one day of racing. Come and have a beer with us at the Stone Mudless or out on the grass throughout proceedings. And until next week on the one one. <laughs>